Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. that played the dog. 0844 I'm feeling, um... <sighs> I'm almost at the end of my cold. I'm at, the, I'm at the stage now, the fun stage, where when I woke up this morning and I blew my nose, big, bloody lumps were coming out of my nose and I was going, whoa! This is like a small animal! And you think you've got it all out, and then there's, wow, there's more. So I'm feeling all right. I've got a sore nose. I've left my Vaseline at home. Don't worry about that, guys. I can deal with that. I can work around that. Um, but um, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how the show goes tonight. Speaking of which, guys, for it to work, for it to really work, for it to really, really work, you have to engage with me. Okay, you're going to have to call up and take part in the show. And the thing is, it's not like one of those normal... I'm going to get Periscope up in a bit. I just need to um, type in a password. I'll do that in a second. It's not like one of those um, normal, traditional... What you got? Hey, Vaseline, where's that? Who's it? Hang on, who's is it? Have you used it? You've used it. I can't use... 
You can't use someone else's... Well, it delights phoning. Can you use someone else's Vaseline? That's, that's the question on everyone's lips. Boom! Kiss my chuddies, Nick Ferrari! 0844-499-1000. The way this show works is we're not talking about Muslims. We're not talking about um, Ken Livingston. We might do a bit. We're not talking about Brexit. We're not talking... What are the other stories? I've not even looked at the papers. What are the other stories? Well, according to the front page of the Mirror, it's um, the fact that uh, sofa carpet specialists are having a bank holiday sale on uh, Monday. How can you sell the front page of a newspaper? Where's your integrity? Where's your integrity, newspapers? Okay, let's go to the other front pages. Oh. Excellent, excellent. A great headline on the start. I can just about say it. It's about a gentleman who's bet on Leicester. I'm guessing Leicester, Catherine, and just a nod will do. Then they're the foxes. Are they the foxes? Right, okay. It's a brilliant headline. Do you want to hear it? You ready? So this guy, he, he didn't he, he didn't bet on Leicester to win, right? For fuck's sake, I've lost £100,000. That is a great headline. For fuck's sake. Front page. That is genius. And that is why the, the Star really is Britain's greatest newspaper. And anybody who says otherwise is just really um, talking out of their, uh, well, their whole... Um, I can't read your letters. Is that G-A-Q? I'm trying to type in a password. You know when someone writes posh, so you can't see it. I'm going to assume that's right. Let's just see. So, the way the show works... No, that... I can't read your... I can't read your um, writing. Can you type it in for me, please? I can't read it. Um, and I'm I'm kind of a little bit busy here. Try try that. I don't... I might be down again if you can... I can't read it. Um, so, the way it works is I'm not going to sit... I'm going to sit here and talk, but I'm not going to kind of... Um, gosh, look, there's Beyonce dressed up. I'm going to say it, guys. Okay. Okay. Get ready. A dominatrix. There. You can't do me for that. You can't do me for that right on people, can you? Because dominatrix is a thing. I know a prostitute is a thing as well, and we had beef last time. Is it saying not working? Yeah. Can you try another one? No, 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 because they try and try another one. Uh, okay, it might have worked when it does that page. Sometimes it's worked. I think it might have, it might have worked, actually. Let me see. Um, uh, yeah, we go, right? Um, just up as a dominate. What, what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is this show, dear listener, has no content. We have nothing. We have nothing but the clothes we wear. And in Beyonce's case, it's a red latex suit. So, the way this show works is, I sit here and I talk absolute bullshine and nonsense for as long as I need to, and I hope and I pray to the gods above that you call in 0844 499 1000. Calls cost seven pence a minute plus access charge, but we call you back, so it doesn't matter. Now, a little update on last night's show. Last night's show, we went live to Titirangi in Auckland, where I spoke to my um, niece and nephew, who I think they're 18 and 15. I don't really pay much attention to, to them, their ages. And Dylan, um, he's 11, actually. Um, I got feedback. I got feedback. Um, and Dylan is very upset that he um, didn't get to speak uh, about his favourite subject at the moment, which is the Illuminati. Now, what is it with 10, 11-year-old kids that 
they um, are obsessed with the Illuminati. When I gave a talk to some primary school children in Mansfield last year, 10-year-old kids, right? And um, I said, right, so we're talking about radio, and they're going to do a podcast and stuff like that. So we're talking about that. And um, I said, any questions? Thinking it'd be questions like, what's your favourite pop star? Do you ever um, drop any Nelly? Stuff like that. I said, any questions? And they said, they said, first question, what do you know about the Illuminati? Now, I don't know a lot about the Illuminati. So I said to this kid, what do you know about the Illuminati? And he said, they control the world. They have secret symbols on American money. And um, we do as we are told because of them. That came from a 10-year-old. And then Dylan sent me a message yesterday saying, or my sister did, saying that he was upset that he didn't get uh, to expound his views on the Illuminati. So, here's the thing, guys. We can talk about the Illuminati, if you want, but I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. So, you know, we can talk about that. We can talk about... Let's just have a look at the, what the rest... Um, yeah, here we go. Um, I've not looked at the papers. I should have looked at the papers before the show started. Oh, here's something. Someone tweeted me uh, a very good question last night. Right, you can come in if you want, Kath, because it looks like it's just me, me and you, kid. 0844 499 1000. Um, let me... Uh, can I just ask, is there um, no sound on this periscope? Someone who I trust... Or are you doing um, the thing that you did to the UKIP guy? You did. You think I'm UKIP? That's a thing now, is it, on Periscope? You pretend there's no sound. Oh, I'm cleverer than you, you suckers. Um, someone asked a brilliant question on... Uh, did you bring my tea in? Oh, look yeah. at that, beautiful. Someone asked a brilliant question on Twitter last night after the show. Mm-hmm. If a 17-year-old... Yes. Drops. It's very quiet in my ears. Is it quiet for you? No, really loud. I can't. I can hardly hear anything. I've got it whacked up to the max. Is that why your snot's gone? I can't. Ed, is there any way to make it louder in my ears? Because someone's turned it down. This is not. I'll have a look. Thank you very much indeed. Um, if a seventeen-year-old mm. breaks a bottle of, let's say, beer, mm. um, in a supermarket, is it, where's it going? I hadn't thought of turning the volume knob, Ed. That's the first thing I thought of. I'm completely honest. Blame, blame try. I know. Okay. Uh, is literally, no, you're literally, literally having zero effect. Zero effect. You don't don't fiddle with that because that's held together by sellotape. It's really quiet. Let me try these other headphones. Let's try. No, 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 no. It's really quiet, man. It's really quiet. Oh well. Oh, well, beggars can't be choosers. Beggars can't be choosers, guys. Uh, If a 17-year-old drops a bottle of booze in a supermarket, would they be forced to pay for it? No. Why? Because you're in the supermarket. Right. No one has to pay for it when you're in the supermarket. Hang on a minute. All right. um, uh, You're in a corner shop. Right. Right. And you smash it then? No. No, they have signs up saying, you uh, You touch my car, I smash your face. You break it, you pay for it. Yeah. Well, in one of those organisations, you probably would. In fact, I remember, and I was speaking to Adam Buxton today via email. Adam Buxton's coming on the show. Good. And I'm going on his podcast, Mm. which we'll talk about a bit later on. Right. And I remember an Adam and Joe sketch 
where they um, went into one of those shops where it had a sign up saying, if you break it, you pay for it. Yeah. And I'm sure I remember it being, um, um, they went into this shop and they secretly filmed it. And they went and just smashed everything. What? Not everything. I mean, that would be insane, wouldn't it? But they just went and smashed stuff. But that's quite cold and malicious. I can't imagine yeah, that, them that, being that like that. That would be a criminal offence, surely. Not if you pay for it. Okay, well. If you pay for it, then it's there's no criminal offence. Mm. What's that sorted then? Well, you know, but I've smashed a bottle of wine in the supermarket, and I was terribly, you know, I was terribly um, embarrassed about it, and offered to tidy up and stuff, and they were fine. They just gave me another one, which uh, I paid for, obviously. Well, that's that conversation down. For only another um, an hour and two <laughs> hours and forty-five minutes to go with no calls. Yeah, they will ring. People will come. Let's have a break. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yeah, Andy's Andy makes a good point on on uh, Twitter. I don't know anything about the Illuminati. Is exactly what a mainstream media MSM Illuminati puppet master would say. I'm part of the problem. It would appear. I'm part of the conspiracy problem, and that's the thing. Because I remember, um, I remember when I used to work at BBC WM. And we had a guest on who's now one of the team here, right? He's polite to me now. Slag me off on Twitter. He's polite to me now, and that's fine. And he, we had him on as a guest. I can't remember what he was what he was talking about, but he was basically saying, you're part of the problem, huh? Because you work for the BBC, so you're part of the conspiracy. Excuse me, what? It was that kind of insane, well, you work for the BBC, so you're part of the problem. What, what the hell are you talking about, you fruitcake? 0844-499-1000. Yes, Kyle? If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. You're going to be part of my fist in a minute. That's oh, there's spa- no need for that. That's quite a good comeback, isn't it? I quite like that. You're going to be part of my fist yeah. in a minute. Let me write that down. Hang on. I've got a book of... Hang on a minute. I've got a book of hardness. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me write this down. Do you say you've got a, a book of hardness? Yes, mate. Yes, of course. Have you not? Of course you haven't. Not of hardness. No, no, no. If ever oh. I get into um, violent <laughs> situations, muggings, potential sexual assaults against me... Um, teenagers on trains, I just go, hang on a second, let me go to my book of hardness. Yeah. And uh, I read them something. Hang on, so... Uh, what did I just say? Uh, if you're not part of the... Well, I said, if you're not part of the problem, you're part of the solution. I'll do the other way around. Yeah, and what did I say? What was the funny bit I said? Uh, I'd have to listen to it back. Oh, for crying out loud, I'll put it in the book of hardness. You're going to be part of my fist... You work. You're going to be part of my fist in a minute. Yeah, that's it. But that's it, it. it's a very specific setup that, in it? You're going to be... Part of my fist in a minute. If anyone has got, I've only just started the book of hardness. If anyone has got um, some any other things I can put in the book of hardness, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ideally, ones that don't have such um, specific setups. The ones that are a bit more. Um, I mean, another one I've got is no up yours. Mm. It's a good one. Do you have degrees of hardness? So is it like a scale of one no, to ten? I, or... I, I, the, the thing is, I either get hard or I go home. Right, that's, okay. That's how that works. Put that in your book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, get hard. No. I either get hard or go home these days. Lovely. Right, Carl, what have you got? 
Yeah. It better, no, be, co- better be content, Kyle. Better be content, because I'll be yeah. honest. I'll yeah. be honest. Yeah. The only reason you're on now... Yeah. We ain't got no other calls. No, it's fine. We, I, got, I, we I, have I, got zero calls. I appreciate the fact that I'm lowest on I'm the middle number of 101. There you go. Stick that in your book. Yeah, oh, here we go. Well, no, because that, then that's against against you, against myself. Oh. I don't, I don't want to oh. give them ammunition. Have you ever been uh, intimidated by a group of teenagers? Uh, oh, yes, a long time ago. Well, oh, we, no, actually, recently, yeah, actually. Went with a lot, well, a long time ago, mm. um, were you a teenager? Yes. Okay, well, it doesn't count. Uh, the more recent one. Tell us. Uh, tell us the more recent one, Kyle. Uh, well, <laughs> this is this is genuinely true. So there's always like a gang of kids sort of behind my house because the ch- anyway the church nearby, uh, and they're all hanging out and they all make you. They always like look intimidating, yeah. like they're about to like knife you. Yeah. And then some. Oh, this is it, right. So then one of them has yeah. like a little motorbike, oh. and he rolled past me. Now you say a little what? motorbike. Mm. Is it? Do you remember the mini motos? Uh, yeah, but it wasn't... Yeah, what happened was What bigger. happened to the Minimotos? Because they were too mini. They were too wee. Yeah. They were like... They were just like the size of, um... Th- from my elbow to the tip of my fingers. They were that big. Yeah, and you get these hard them. kids would sit on there. Mm. And you go... But you look like a... You look like a, an idiot. You look like a giant. You look like a giant on a tricycle. Oh, that's a normal person. You look like a giant. On a motorbike, a normal-sized motorbike on a, in, underneath a giant. Well, I used to... Uh, it's really weird. This is a weird conversation. I used to go out with uh, somebody whose daughter uh, always said, when you stay in hotels in London, can you nick me the little bottles of shampoo? Because it makes me look like a giant with a normal bottle of shampoo in yeah, my hand. Yeah, yeah. We used to be able to get tiny ca- cans of Coke, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, used to, I used to enjoy holding those for the, for the same... Mm. I did for the same thing. I would feel like a powerful giant. Oh, you get one of those super-sized ones, so then you feel like a little... I wouldn't do that, mate. Oh. Why would I want to do that? Like like Anthony Warwick Thompson? No. What? Anthony Warrell Davis? No. Mary Berry. She's got the weird hand, ain't she? Has she? Can you say that? Yeah, she's got a claw hand. You probably can't say it. If it's a, if oh. it's a medical condition, you can't. If she has, if she's got a hand that looks funny, then um, yeah, you can. Oh, it was like Jeremy Beadle with the. Uh, well, you I can't say that. that. You've got the thing oh. is, you've got to be so careful these days, right? Because because mm. everyone everyone is oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's going to be a long night, kids. It's going to be a long night. I'm still playing to the camera, even though I switched it off because it was annoying me. Um, you it's um you've got to be so careful these days. I I today. Um, have been blocking people on Twitter oh. for being for being arseholes. Ba- basically, that's what they were. And I've, I've been accused of being an anti-Semite today. You? Me. Why? Why? I'm laughing. It's so stupid, but sorry, yeah. Right, because I said, I tweeted yesterday, surely we all know that Ken Livingston isn't an anti-Semite, OK? And this is before mm. I'd heard exactly what he said, and actually, I've heard what he said, I still don't think he's an anti-Semite. I think he's an idiot. Mm. I think he's an idiot. I think he got a couple of historical facts wrong. I don't think he's anti-Semitic, right? So then, Tracy Ann Uberman, who was in EastEnders and Doctor Who... Yeah. She then tweeted back, No, Ian, we don't all know... One of those words was in capital, I don't know which. Mm. That he's an anti-Semite. He's not an anti-Semite. Read this. 
she sent me a link. I didn't read it. I don't click on links. But I retweeted mm. it, and then we kind of, you know, we kind of... There was there could have been argy-bargy. I diffused it, Kyle. Okay. No, and then someone, sent, then someone sent her some abuse, and she said, oh, Ian, what horrible company you keep. I said, Tracy, stop it. Not, not my fault. Who follows me? And mm. I diffused another situation when I could have gone in there. And had she yeah. not been a celebrity, I'd have stayed in there. But then I had some bloke saying I was an anti... No, I was a, 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 an anti-Semite apologist. And then I just blocked him for being a twit. Mm. And then he started... And then I went and looked, and he was just... He was basically saying I was, an, I was anti-Semitic because I blocked him, and I'm guessing... I don't know. It's so hard to tell on Twitter. I'm guessing he's Jewish. So hang yeah. on. If I've blocked a Jew, does that make me an anti-Semite? I genuinely don't know what the rules are anymore, Kyle. What happens if you just don't like somebody, regard, you know, regardless of like their race or religious beliefs? They will. There will like be them. a reason. They, they, they will. They will find. And then some other guy who's been a little bit. He's pestered me a little bit over the past few weeks to look at his videos and stuff and all and listen to stuff. And I kind of... I don't click on links, guys, unless I'm really, really bored. Even if Kath sends me links, I don't click on links because I, I know what I like and what I find funny and it won't be what you send me. Trust me, it won't be, right? Unless I'm really, 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 really bored, right? And this person just kept... It's just a little bit annoying. And then... Um, they sent a tweet today. What was the phrase they used? Now you've had time to reflect, Ian, on your comments yesterday. Are you still so sure you want to defend Ken Livingstone? And I replied, oh, I didn't know I was meant to reflect on it. I've been busy all day. And then they sent me some more pat- patronising tweets. And in the end, I just I muted them. I just muted them. Hmm. I, I can't be honest. Muted, muted them, right? And then Kath told me. Now here's the thing, right? I think it's acceptable to to block someone if they are a Jew, and they accuse you of being anti-Semitic, right? Mm-hmm. If they're not a Jew, and they accuse you of being anti-Semitic. Is this worth blocking someone for? This guy had done a review of the show, <coughs> and he was rude about Kath in it. And I went right. I'm not having that. And mm-hmm. I blocked. I blocked him. That's acceptable, That's isn't it? That's, that's fair enough, and you're defensive of your team. I know you don't like. I I think I know of you a little bit from listening to you on the on the wireless, and I know you don't like accepting compliments and things. But you're the most tolerant, nicest man. Shut up, Kyle. All right, sorry. Okay. Um, I'm finding Twitter more and more because the thing about the arguments on Twitter, right? They don't exist. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. They don't exist in the real world, right? So my mum doesn't know that there was some idiot calling me an anti-Semite. And my mm. mum doesn't know that there was someone asking, now that you've had time to reflect, Ian, on your stupid thoughts, right? My mum doesn't know that. My mum doesn't know that there are, you know, that there are people being sending me the C word and stuff. Because she's not on Twitter. And I just think, right, that if we got rid of Twitter, right, the world would be a much more peaceful place. And everyone go, oh, yeah, but the Arab Spring. Well, really, did Twitter, Twitter wasn't responsible for the Arab Spring. And let's just look how that turned out, he said. Again, not really actually knowing how how it turned out, apart from in Egypt, where it got a little bit dodgy. But even then, I don't know what, what the latest score is there. Um, I just think tw- they should switch Twitter 
off somewhere in California in a in a in a cupboard under the stairs. There's one of those big switches, right? You know, the big handle ones, right? And it's up at the moment. It's up. It's on. And someone needs to find the key to that cupboard, unlock it, grab the thing, and just... But but you say Twitter, but, like, and I think I don't... Actually, I don't think I, I mentioned this when you were on the other place. Is I still think that uh, World War Three. I've believed this for years, Here we go. World War Three will start because of a Facebook post because somebody will dislike one of Putin's videos. He thinks, I'm having that. Yeah. I'm having, I'm going to start bombing, you know. Facebook... I, I genuinely think that. Facebook doesn't... Facebook isn't important anymore. Facebook's it, dead, man. Facebook's it. dead. Facebook's gone. It's dead. It's dead. It doesn't it, exist. It, it's Twitter where it's at. Twitter's where it's at, right? And I just think we can... Um, we should s- just switch it off because it's a breeding ground. As my friend... Um, I've got really itchy nose... Uh, as my friend uh, which for, uh, Tom once said, Twitter is a breeding ground for bleeps and bleeps, but he put two very, very strong sexual swear words in there. Was one crumb? Yep. Oh, I think I know. Yeah, yeah there we go. So, Carl, um, t- you were telling us um, about when you beat up some kids. Uh, no, I was going to say the thing about... Uh, it's really sad now. The thing about when you uh, when people go into a shop, uh, it's not people are selling you something uh, as proven proven in the case Fisher versus Bell, nineteen fifty seven. Yes, it's just merely an invitation to treat. So they're not selling you anything. You could go in there and trash the place, and they're offering you items to sell. And if you just go and trash them, you, Do you know, I, I switched damage. off for a second as I just thought about all the you know possibilities of where my career could have been, mm-hmm. um, and then I realised I was, it was here. I thought, oh, well, yeah. And I don't know what you're talking about, but I appreciate okay. your call. No worries. There we go. 0844 is the phone number. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Okay, we're getting suggestions of things I can put into my book of hardness, which is a list of uh, phrases. If ever I'm in a potentially violent or um, aggressively... Um, uh, non-consensual sexual scenario or on a train um, I can say hang on a second let me get out of the book of hardness and so far we've got you're going to be part of my fist in a minute no up yours I wouldn't say those two together because that could imply more aggressive sexuality um, no I either get hard or go home these days and Lino has suggested that if someone says hey Lanky give me your wallet I could reply the only wallet you'll get is my wallet of death, Sonny. That's, that's, um, that's fighting talk. I'm not going to write that down, Lino, because, um, oh, wait, 444991000 is the telephone number. I suggest we dust off that Roger McGuinn interview. I think we'll do that. We spoke to Roger, we'll do it and play it a little bit later on in the show. I, I spoke to Roger McGuinn earlier on today. We spoke, well, we were supposed to speak to him yesterday. I mentioned this yesterday. We were supposed to speak to him yesterday, half past seven our time. He lives in Florida, so you do the math. And um, we got to the studio at 25 past seven and we couldn't get the studio to work at all. At all, at all, at all. Right. And we ended up calling him at five minutes to eight, 25 minutes late. And he was quite angry. Because we've been trying to call him, and I think the call hadn't been connecting or, or whatever. What do you want? What do you want? 
Well, hello, Roger. It's Ian Lee here from the UK. Become very British. Would really like to... Uh, sorry we're late for the interview. Are you still OK to talk to us now? He said, yeah, I can talk to you now. And then he said, but I was expecting you to call tomorrow. So in his world, we were 23 hours, 35 minutes early. So we finally talk, spoke to him tonight. And he is an absolutely um, delightful gentleman. And, you know, rock and roll hero. He invented um, uh, folk rock. I kind of put it to him that he was part of the, the, the invention of, of um, country rock. But he... Um, he Points someone out, points to someone else, and singles someone else out for that achievement. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Um, it was um, interviews of interviews are funny, right? And we the the, the the ethos for the interviews that we're doing on this show, right? We're only getting people um, on that I like. We're only getting people on. That I like. That's that's it. That's all that we're doing, right? And um, I know more about some people than I do about others. I don't know a lot about Roger McGuinn, if I'm completely honest. I did read there's a massive book about the birds by Johnny Rogan, and it's this huge tome that goes into incredible detail. Um, and I read that years ago. But I don't really know that much about Roger McGuinn. Um, I didn't before the interview... And I think it's fair to say that I still don't after the interview. Because he wasn't giving away, as is his choice, he wasn't giving away a lot of stuff, if I'm completely honest. But, but, um, it was still a good interview. So we're going to, um, <coughs> excuse me, we're going to dust that down. Um, and I say dust, I have literally no idea why I say dust. And um, we're going to play that a little bit later in the show. We had a we had a, a kid on last night. Didn't know who the birds were. Didn't know who the birds were. Hey, here's a story by my favourite of all the Daily Mail correspondents, Colin Fernandez. Who knows what Colin Fernandez does? Who knows? Who knows? That's right. He's the science correspondent. And when I say science, I mean bullshine correspondent. There is very, very little science involved in his. Um, columns. The headline here, and we mentioned, we talked about this before, why a midlife crisis may be good for you. No, I'm not being followed by Tracy Ann Oberman. She's not following me. She just chose to um, start beef with me, Carpet Martin. Why a midlife crisis may be good for you. And if you think that's the case, 0844 499 Hang on a second. There we go. Yes, Simon. Hi, Ian. A uh, couple of things. I've got a, a bit of a confession to make in a moment. Uh, but first of all, the, the school up near Mansfield with the, the kids and the Illuminati. Yes. Uh, uh, that was me and my lot up there. Oh, was it? Fantastic. No, and it, I, well, you embarrassed me then because it wasn't Mansfield, but I just know that I went to Mansfield afterwards. No, no, I can't no. remember where it was. It, well, it was the, the delightful place that is Sutton in Ashfield. I had... It, I, I'm doing. I'm kind of doing more of those talks now. It was... Right. Um, after that, I went off to Cardiff oh, to yeah. talk to some like, like proper radio students, right? Yeah. 
your lot were much your lot were much more interested. <laughs> your lot asked. There was one girl. This this talk in Cardiff. Card, it was it was a university in Cardiff. It wasn't Cardiff University. It may have, I don't know. Anyway, and yeah. this girl. So I talk about working in radio, right? And you know, and uh, yeah. any questions? And this girl put her hand up. And said, "Yeah, I don't really want to work in radio. What's so good about it?" I went flipping. <laughs> um, your kids were brilliant. Um, when did that come? Oh, you, the thing is, at that age, they're so enthusiastic about everything. Yeah, uh, and, and they, I mean, they really liked it. Obviously, the talk, and um, it's really inspired them to sort of create their own content. But um, yeah, the Illuminati thing at that age. You know, maybe, maybe I don't know. You and I would hear about this, the Illuminati, and think. Uh, you know, probably not. But at that age, it's, you know, secret society rules the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah why not? Yeah, why not? Probably. But I think at the age of... They were like 10, weren't they? Those They were, yeah, yeah, 10 and 11. I think at the age of 10, though, I... What was I into that was... that was? Um, I mean, I was into Bruce Lee. I think yeah. I was into... Um, here's a weird one. I think I was into Black Magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Black Magic yeah. And, and spells and stuff, and ghosts and stuff like that. You know, I can't even think what I was into when I was 10. But, you know, I became a primary school teacher, so I just didn't have to grow up. Yeah, I suppose so. Thank you so much for asking me to cut this, Simon. I had an absolute uh, blast doing it, and I thought it was quite... Um, I've got a few more... Uh, as On the back of that, I've got a few more um, kind of primary schools that I'm, I'm, oh, I'm going to talk to. Now, your lot, though, they were going to do a podcast. I came yes. up there in, like, November or December. Where the hell is this podcast? <laughs> Oh, no, that's a good question. The thing is, we've ended up with certain people at the school think, you know, things like passing the, the, the SATs, the tests we do, and are more important than podcasting and things. Oh. And we've had different priorities. We've got about a fortnight of kind of working for these tests. When those tests are done, yeah. we're just podcasting seriously. So the first one's pretty much recorded. The Illuminati is on there. We've had a go at doing audio origami, which this is, is a new concept. This was brilliant. There was, another, the, 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 there was another young man who put his hand up and he said, could we do, um, um, we're talking like questions and answers and, and content yeah. for this. Could we do origami? on the podcast and like loads of people laughed and i laughed yeah. and i went that idea is so nuts that it's brilliant <laughs> and you have to have a go at it and i shared how we'd had a magician in to do card tricks on the radio and i said yeah. you have to have a go at it and and it, it's great because at the age of 10 and 11 right yeah. at the age of you, 35 and 40 it's like oh no you can't do that no, 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 well, that wouldn't work. At the age of 10, and, 10 or 11, everything, everything is possible. And doing oh, orig absolutely. origami in a podcast. Hey, Kath, this is the teacher I went to when I went up north with the, the 10 and 11-year-olds I was talking about yesterday. Um, hey, and it was, it was, uh, so origami's in there, the Illuminati's in there. Anything else? We, yeah, we've got, now let me think, what else have we got in there? They've got some kind of fairly kind of standard dull, you know, just interviewing about things that are going on. But the, the two big things, there was... Uh, the classroom ghost, which again was yeah. one of these ideas yeah. that they, they just got into their head that the classroom is haunted. So they've yeah. gone out interviewing people, asking whether they believe in ghosts, asking whether they've ever seen a ghost, um, and and then they've, they've come up with uh, a few kind of you know fun games and the sort of stuff that appeals to you when you're ten, like can you sing the theme tune to a TV show, but in the style of an animal. Ladies and gentlemen, this, this, this is, I mean, this is, I want to hear this. Um, <laughs> send it to me, right, when, oh, when it's done. And if, if we're allowed to, we might play a little bit on the show. But we'll, we'll talk about all of, you know, the, the implications and ramifications yeah, yeah, that, sure. uh, later that, because I know they might, you know, because they're kids and stuff, it might be. But it sounds yeah. brilliant, man. And there's, it, they're so lucky to have a teacher like you that is, is allowing them to do, or encouraging them to do something like this. 
Oh, well, thank you for saying so. But, but again, you, yourself as well coming in, it, it really did give them some ideas. It was great. It was great. Anyway, just for, before I go, and I'm yes. sure you've got a whole stream no, of callers no, waiting or no. Friday night. <laughs> it's really... Well, the, the thing is, right, it is Friday night. This is the only night we have any competition, and people are out getting drunk. So after midnight, when we take calls straight to air, we might get some interesting boozed-up people. Well, that's always good. Yes. Well, I said I, I got a, a, a confession, which oh. is I think I've been a bit of a, a musical snob over the years with the monkeys. Oh, Simon, Simon, I've, Simon. I've never, I've never really got it. To me, I always thought, you know, you've got your kind of your core 60s groups. You've got your know, the Kinks, you've got Beatles, you've got your, your Stones. The monkeys, to me, were a bit of a kind of a, a bit of a joke. Um I have to say, having listened to the new single, yep, yep. how good is that? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Exactly. How good is that? It's brilliant, what a isn't tune. it? What a tune. I mean, it sounds kind of 60s and retro, and you can think, yeah, you've got that kind of 60s vibe. But then it's really kind of modern. I can sort of hear the Weezer in it a little bit. Written by Rivers Cuomo from Weezer. Coolest name in the world. Yeah, it's a good name. But, I mean, what, yeah, what a good track that is. I, I, I've gone so far from thinking, you know, the monkeys are, are not worth bothering with that I might actually even buy the album. Wow, listen to you. What, what a weird place to start with their, their 50th anniversary album in, instead of, you know, like a greatest hits. <laughs> you can buy all of their albums on CD for 23 quid from Amazon. 23 quid. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. 23 pounds. This is, this is it, now listen to this. this is listen it. to his voice. I'm so glad that I got her to think of. She's it's all three of them. There's all three of them are in there. Yeah. Talks on the banjo. Cross my heart and hope to die. She sends me silly messages. I hate to say it, but they don't miss baby. Uh, I've got to be careful what I say, but Davey was never my favourite. I know what you mean. Here we go. She makes me laugh. Oh. She makes me smile. And I could hang out with her all day and night. We are the world. <laughs> we are the children. It's, I mean... Someone, I'll um, give you an excuse to play it again now. Yeah, exactly. Some, someone has pointed out it does sound a little bit like We Are The World. But, <laughs> and now I've heard that, I can't not hear it. But, well, I'm glad you like it. At last, Simon, you've learned something. Even, the teacher learns his <laughs> lesson. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, Simon. Nice to talk to you, mate. Speak to you soon. Yeah, you too. Speak soon. Bye. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. 844 The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 844 So it turns out Music Geek 81, I don't actually know. Now I'm thinking about it. I don't know what the Illuminati is. <laughs> You're probably asking the wrong person to speak to about the Illuminati, but you, I will make a comment. Are you kind the mainstream of media? Oh, by the way, I'm Mr. Weird Beach Boys, by the way. I enjoyed singing to Solar System last night. It was, it was much fun. It's a terrible album, though, isn't it? I think <laughs> I think hearing it in the stark light of day, yeah, I can kind of maybe see your. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you, the album I've listened, the Beach Boys album I've listened to more than Love You, right, and enjoyed more than Love You, right, is Summer in Paradise. 
Uh, oh, okay. Is that one of the is that like one of the eighties ones? That was or is that like a sixties one? No, 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 no. That was. Um, I is that think... the one that's got like the drum machines on it? Yeah, that's like nineteen. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It's not that one. No, that's the beat. You're thinking of the Beach Boys. Into that, into no, that that's one, yeah. um, it's um, nineteen ninety two. I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. And it's um, it, it, I, 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 right. People hate it, right? And it's pony, right? But I love it. Listen to this, right? And the Beach... I'm going to play a little clip of it, because you, you can indulge me in this, right? Okay. And the Beach Boys... It, and we can play this game. Is there any more self-referential band than the Beach Boys? Because after a certain <laughs> period... Do you know what I mean? They were always talking about their other songs in their songs, right? Yeah. Listen I to this. That, that was very much a Mike Love thing. I think after, yep. like, a certain year, 75, it all became very referential. Well, listen to this, right? This is, this is Summer in Paradise. It's all about ecology and the Beach Boys, right? And I like... I genuinely... I like this, right? And it's, I genuinely think this is better than Love You, right? But way back when, when our master plan... Oh, hang on a minute. Was having fun, fun, fun as America's band... We came out rocking with Rhonda and Barbara Ann. But he's got he's got a message. He's got a message. He's not just you know. Here we go. Give me sunshine, water, and an ozone layer. Boom! <laughs> well, it's when we had a hole in the ozone layer. That's what you would define as yacht rocker. Here we go, here we go. Very, very yacht rock. Here's a state of mind where Mother Nature nurtures and man is kind. We need a change now. Wouldn't it be nice if we could bring back summer? Summer in paradise. And I genuinely think this is this is I think this is a good song. Don't you think? <laughs> I think I think it might be musical stalemate, I think. I think we're gonna agree to disagree. The forest stand in their waste, they leave a trail of destruction and toxic waste. Leaving no one safe in their home or their habitats. Can't let it go like that. <laughs> Consumption and too much greed when you consider all the people that are living in need. Interdependence in this world is a natural fact, and we're all under attack. Come on, man. I mean, that is that is poetry, Music Geek 81. That is poetry. He's telling it like it is. They also do a rap version of, um, oh, hang on, hang on. But mankind doesn't have to go that way. If we get I back in regards to like the rap element, which is like something that Mike yeah. Lovell was interested in. Yeah. I think originally Run DMC was supposed to be rapping, but I, I don't think they really. The, this to is true. This is absolutely true. So the is story. It the boys who do the rapping on the, that. Well. It, he does. He does the rapping on their version of surfing, oh, but the okay. Fat Boys and the Beach Boys Wipeout. It was supposed to be Run DMC, right? Which would have been awesome. Yeah, Run that DMC. Been, that'd have been a bit cooler. I Run think. DMC and the Beach Boys. But then Mike Love turned up one day and, uh, with like the backing tape and went, "I've got the Fat Boys to do it." And they're like, "Sorry, what?" Well, and who, the, 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 the rumor boys? is that a, few, a few dollars were passed. A few dollars were slipped yeah. into Mr. Love's pocket. Hang on, let's let's get to the end now. Everybody knows that you reap what you sow. All the way from California to Kokomo. 
Keep on rocking and raise the world consciousness. Yeah, we're gonna fix this mess. Looked in the future and what I saw was a world in harmony with natural law. Stick it with the whales and the birds up high. I mean, really, guys, it, it's... It's, uh, it's all very ecology-based. But, but, like, really crap ecology-based. But I love the album. I love the album so much more than Love You, which, I, you know, which I, many people say is their artistic height yeah. in the 70s, and it's not, I, it's a stinker. I, th- I think one point I have to make is, like, with the, 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 the latest Beach Boys album before, like, the latest lawsuit is... There was so much auto-tune on, on those vocals. I think it's one of the worst contenders for, for albums that have just got, like, so much auto-tune. And I kind of understand, because apparently Brian Wilson was kind of taking his cue from Kanye, so that's why the auto-tune's on there. But honestly, I think on one or two of the songs, like Al Jardine's vocals, they're, they're well, that auto-tuned, it's, it's... I don't know. Here's the thing, the, the, the 2012, that's why God made the radio album. I, I, I think it's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I, I don't mind it. It kind of is like a harken back to that sort of love yeah. you with a bit of the old... Pet sounds kind of sound the last three the songs on there on it was a bit odd <laughs> the last three songs on there are brilliant right yeah, absolutely like brilliant sweet, isn't it yeah and it's, it's, like it's a little sweet, wonderful yeah. and the rest of it i really like right but yeah there's too much auto-tune and um because i saw them live and their vocals are still brilliant but it's the vocals of a load of 70 year old men but yeah. that's what i want to hear that QVC special is amazing. I don't, I don't know if there's any art tune on that, but that QVC, even if you've kind of got like the cheesy presenter, it's, uh, they, it's um, about 2012, maybe. The, the, it's like they a also, thing it is on YouTube. They also, well, I'm, I'm having, I don't think I've seen that. They also yeah, released yeah, a live DVD of that tour and a live album. And I, I couldn't get past the first two songs because it is like listening to a computer singing. It's mm. awful. Yeah. It's the producer, Joe Thomas, I think his name is, who, um, uh, who insists on whacking loads of auto-tune. No, I want to hear old men singing. They're old men. Let's hear their old men voices. Exactly. exactly. I think that's what Dennis would have done if Dennis was still around, because his voice was pretty old man. And Here's the thing about Dennis, right? And I, I remember this the other day, because his voice right, got really raspy towards the end because of yeah. the booze, the smoking and the cocaine. Exactly. But also, I read that he got punched in the throat, in the throat as well. Someone punched him in the throat <laughs> and it crushed his larynx. It sounds, yeah, it sounds feasible. Doesn't it? Doesn't it, eh? It does sound feasible, yeah. I mean, I've heard stranger stories that probably could have been true, and yeah. that does sound feasible. Yeah, 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 and he was a very, very, very dirty man. Yeah, he was uh, Christine McVie, I think, at one point. Christine McVie at several points. And, and, and also on, like, because uh, the Pacific Ocean Blue. Yeah. After that, there was, like, Bamboo, and on the, when they reissue, finally reissued that album, the, the second CD is all the Bamboo stuff, and you can kind of hear, like, his disintegration through those songs, and yeah. the, uh, the song that's got Cal on it is, like, really touching, because Dennis's voice at that point is, like, really raspy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Cal's still quite angelic, and it's, it's odd. And the music's kind of got, like, a bit of a weird pink... I don't know, it's it's a bit more progressive than the usual Beach Boys, kind of... It, it's It's... It's drunken yacht rock. <laughs> Dr- it, man, that's the best description. Are you going to go and see Brian Wilson on any of his dates? Well, I should do, really, because I think this might be the last time this that he's it, man. This doing is this kind of... Oh, I, sh- I should do. I do. should do. Do. Should do really. Try and get a ticket. I think, although I think it's sold out, so good luck with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, taking my, I'm taking my six-year-old son to see one of the shows. I, I'm, he's going he's gonna to learn the proper music. Pet sounds. Pet sounds, man. Just pa- pass pet sounds down generation to generation, isn't it? That's the... Uh, just pass it pass it on. Even though I didn't really get past pet sounds, I think I kind of came to that later on, but... Oh, I'm not a massive fan of pet sounds. Best Beach Boys album uh, for me is Sunflower. 
Yeah, yeah, that'll surf up for me, I think. But yeah. surf up's kind of got a little bit of baggage with, you know... There's a couple of stinkers and... on surf up. What's that, sorry? There's a couple of stinkers on surfs up, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, student demonstration time. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That is a stinker. Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad we, we agree on that one. That is a stinker. And, um, I, uh, um, I mean, don't go near the water. Another, uh, um, um... Uh, s- Take a load of your feet, that's a little bit. But I tooth- kind of like that one. Toothpaste like- and soap will make our oceans a bubble bath. We're creating an ecological aftermath. It's more eco lyrics, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're in, into eco eco territory. Eco territory. Um, listen, nice to talk to you. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if anyone else has enjoyed it, but I, I could geek off all night talking about the Beach Boys. I should probably move on. There's, Thank there's you. one thing I really want to like share yeah. with you. That I kind of, I don't know if it's any good or not. So I'll share this with you. It's um, they, they don't all work, no. but on YouTube they have like the slowed down uh, Beatles singles. And I'm kind of obsessed Sorry. with, like, the slowed-down version of Paperback Writer. To me, that's how that... I heard it, like, on the radio today, and I was like, I just heard the slowed-down version. Sorry? It, it, it's, it, it kind of has weird, sluggish vocals, but the, the guitars kind of sound so heavy on it. And I'm thinking, that, you know, this is maybe how it should have been. Oh, all right. I think my computer is going very, very slowly. I, um, um... But I, I've thrown it in your direction. Paperback I've, I've... Writer slowed <laughs> I'll down. I'll pass the cultural ball in your court anyway. All so. right, well, listen, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll have a little bit of that. And I'm going to play an amazing bit of ambient music today, right? Fantastic. Which I heard... I'm, all for ambient, I, I'm all for ambient music. A bit of Eno. I'm going to play you a oh, bit of Eno. Yeah, yeah, I've been having a bit of Eno. That you will have heard a million times, but you won't you won't know what it is. Go on. I'll play. I'm gonna play. You have to keep listening. I'll speak to you later on. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Um, Paperback writer slowed down. What the hell? That guy's insane. Is it on there? My computer's gone to cock. Of course, as it would do. Why would it not? All right. Um. mm, uh, mm, mm, No, I can't see it. 08444991000 08444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I think it's going to be one of those shows. We've just spent 20 minutes um, discussing uh, a, a 1992 Beach Boys album, which sold, I believe it sold 4,000 copies. That's that's how, how rubbish um, that album was considered. We, we've given it more airtime in the last 20 minutes than it's ever had in its in, entire um, uh, uh, released uh, 25 years ago. So, if you want to take part in the show, very simple. You call us, we call you back. The phone number is 0844 499 1000. 0844 499 1000. And we could. Oh, I was talking about midlife crises. We'll do that. We'll do that in a minute. Apparently, having a midlife crisis is good for you. I mean, um, really? Really? We've talked about that quite a bit recently, so maybe we'll have a little bit more of that. 0844. 499-1000. You can uh, follow on Twitter as well, of course. At Ian Lee. I-A-I-N-L-E-E. Um, here are some adverts. Talk Radio. Uh, it's one of them tonight. You know, it's... Uh, it'll be what it'll be. I, it won't go down as a classic. I don't think it'll go down as a stinker. I, um, if you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um, if you don't want to... Well, if I'm just here and I'll just play clips from YouTube. I've got a brilliant clip in a minute. I read this article about Brian Eno, and um, um, I'm going to play you one of the most, probably the most famous bit of music that Brian Eno ever composed. Um, but and you, you will have heard it millions of times, but you will not recognise it. I can almost guarantee it. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio is back. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. Ian Lee, on air and off the leash. 
on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. I might fall from a tall building. I might roll a brand new car. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that made Redford such a star. I've never spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuff. Eastwood looks so fine. So here we go. Go eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Why a midlife crisis may be good for you. Have we got Roger McGuinn? How long? When? Uh, how long is it? We'll play it twice. Why a midlife crisis may be good for you. Maybe we'll do it about half eleven or something. Having a midlife crisis, this is from Colin Fernandez, right, who is the science correspondent, and yet none of the reports that Colin Fernandez types up um, seem to have anything to do with, they're not based in any form of science. There was one the other day about dogs like don't like being cuddled. They don't like it when you stick your finger up their bum, even less, more or less. We may never know. We may never know, because no one's prepared to carry out that study. Having a midlife crisis is more common than you may think. Well, I think it happens to about 7 in 10 men, so let's see. With 6 in 10, uh, so it's less common than I thought. So already, Fernandez, your story is, is falling apart at the seams. With 6 in 10 of those aged 40 to 59 admitting they might be experiencing one. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. How long does it go on for? But it's not all bad news. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's let's uh, let's hear the fun side, uh, Mr. Fernandez, of um, midlife crises. Going through the emotional upheaval. Jesus, this is the fun. This is the this is the benefit of the midlife crisis. Going through the emotional upheaval makes us more curious about the world. Jeez. That's the that's the good bit. That's the good bit. I want to be less curious about the world. I don't, I, I don't want to have any interest in anything in the world ever again. I hate the world. The world sucks, man. Um, makes us more curious about the world and better able to cope with its problems. A study has found... 
Let's find um, which which chancellor has got a government grant for this, shall we? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Our minds go into overdrive in search for a creative solution. So popular perceptions of the midlife crisis, a middle-aged man buying a sports car, a middle-aged woman getting a toy boy, may derive from a hankering for new experiences, the research suggests. This guy hasn't got anything. There's nothing. So hang on a minute. Old man buying a sports car is a hankering for new experience. Is A team... Not just one blow. A team led by Dr. Oliver Robinson of the University of Greenwich. No such place. I don't think there's a university in Greenwich. There's um, the Maritime, what's it? And there's Up the Creek, the Comedy Club. And I'm pretty sure there's a Nando's. There ain't no university in Greenwich. Interviewed more than 900 people aged 20 and over. They found that 24% of those aged 40 to 59 were definitely having some kind of crisis. But it doesn't say what a crisis is. It should say what a crisis... Because you might be having a crisis, but um, it might... You don't... (laughs) With a further 36% who were maybe having one. Ah, here we go. Here we go. They have put a definition. They must have heard uh, m- me complaining because they've just slipped that in now. A crisis was defined as being emotionally unstable. Yes, tick. Making major changes, tick. And feeling overwhelmed for at least a year, tick. I'm having a midlife crisis. Dr. Robinson told the British Psychological Society's conference in Nottingham yesterday. A jolly for quacks. Jolly quacks. 08444991000. And I would suggest, call in now, otherwise the next person you'll hear will be Noel Taylor. Good evening, Noel. Hello, Ian. How are you? And nobody wants that. Literally nobody. Not even Noel Taylor wants that. So if you want to be the next voice on... Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want the next voice to be this voice, hello, Noel. Hello, Ian. Um, can I give you some more information on Paradise Earth East? See, if you want to stop that, you have to call in. Now the phones go mental. Now the phones. I see. If you want, if you don't want to, if you want more information about Paradise East, don't call him. If you want to stop it, 0844991000. Your call really will make a difference. Nothing like a little threat. Yeah, we go. Dr. Robinson told the British... Sorry, I'm really bunged up. I'm at the end of my cold, but I'm still a little bit bunged up. Kept the voice, though, didn't I? Kept the voice. Dr. Robinson told the British Psychological Society's conference in Nottingham yesterday that there were two schools of thought that the crisis needs to be treated with drugs, yes, please! Or that curiosity creates a sense of childlike wonder and excitement of being alive. Um, um, hang on a second. A crisis is defined as being emotionally unstable, making major changes and feeling overwhelmed for at least a year. 
He says it creates a sense of childlike wonder and excitement. It's not excitement at being alive. It's knowing that you're going to die. That's kind of what it is, isn't it? Midlife crises, people. It's knowing that your time is finite and there is probably less time left than you've experienced already. And actually, everything you think you've achieved in your life is meaningless. And that one day, your kids aren't going to have parents. That's what a midlife crisis is, isn't it? Realising, realising that you've brought children into the world, right? And actually, all they're going to... The majority of their experiences are going to be miserable. It's true, though. Because... And and you will be causing that misery, right? When my wife dies, kids are going to be miserable, whatever, whatever age they are. When I die, they're going to be miserable. And that's going to happen. I have set them up for at least two massive kicks to the gut. And when you realise that, that's the midlife crisis, I I decided. Increased curiosity was reflected... Oh, wait, 444991000. In a greater interest in people... Yeah, in 17-year-old people. That's where the interest is. I nearly said 16, and then I censored myself. 17 just feels a bit more... I mean, I wouldn't go out with anyone under the age of, uh, when am I, 42. Anyone under the age of 34 would feel ooh, naughty. Too na- no, not the, well, not the fun naughty. Anyone beginning, there were double figures that began with a two. Jeez, oh, no, I couldn't. Couldn't at all. Teenager, no. No, 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 no. Um, increased curiosity was reflected in greater interest in people, in oneself, in ideas in general. That doesn't mean, any, literally doesn't mean anything. And in the world around, he said, it included exploring my environment rather than charging through it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Now now it gets interesting. It's still looking very, very likely that the next voice you're going to hear is... What did you want to talk about, Noel? Uh, can I give you the main point of Paradise Earth? Yeah, it's looking very, very likely that that's going to be the next person we hear. You, your call will make a difference, dear listener. Dr. Robinson cited the case of TV comedy producer John Lloyd, whose work includes Blackadder and Not the Nine O'Clock News, an excellent pedigree. In his early 40s, Lloyd... Oh, jeez, man, this is me, but without the success. Oh, God, it makes it even worse. In his 40s, Lloyd began weeping under his desk during recordings, unable to see the purpose of life. Dr. Robinson said, so this may be bullshit. Rather than get pumped full of antidepressants, that's the route I've chosen, chosen, he read voraciously and treated what was wrong with him as an engineering problem. As a result... (laughs) Get him back, get him back. As a result, he had the idea for QI. (laughs) Uh, What? Hang on a second. So you're saying... <laughs> Lloyd was a good example of how curiosity is our way of trying to deal with a world that doesn't make any sense any longer. Here we go, 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 here we go. Dr. Robinson said people undergoing midlife crises were more likely to start reading biographies and self-help books. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's me. I've got, I've got my... Uh, but I always read biographies. That's all I read are biographies. 
and um, I, my bedside cabinet is st- every week. I'm being recommended a, a you know, um, no, call back. We want to hear about paradise um, um, on Earth, the the um, or as we're we're calling it, Pooh City. You have to call back because we can't get you. We can't get you for some reason. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, all I read are biographies. And my bedside cabinet is stuffed full of heal the inner child within and all those kind of things. All of those things. 0844 499 1000. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on the talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Sam. Hello, UK. Uh, do you know what? I mean? I've got a real cob on tonight. Yeah, kind of... Uh... I don't know. I didn't notice. Just kind of realised that. I mean, the, I mean, the show's been quite slow so far. I guess I don't know. I think it's callers or just what. Well, lack there's of lack. Call. There's la- there's lack of callers, which is fine. You know, that's what this is. What I get paid for the shows where people don't call in. When people call in, I'm you know I'm kind of doing it for free. So this is where I get. This is where I earn my money. Yeah. I'm just got. I'm just in a real. Um, I'm, just, I'm tired, man. I've had a really long day. I had a weird meeting this morning that I can probably never discuss with anybody. Until after mm. the summer, right? And which has kind of just got my head thinking things, and um, I just feel I feel crap, man. I feel crap. Oh well, maybe so I did that. Um, I, I'm not really sure to talk about it really. I've got one thing that I want to talk about, but, um, but um, I need to tread carefully with it because it's basically bitching about my ex boss. Oh, and it's yeah, it's kind of weird, and also um, something else which is a bit more like. I'm light-hearted, but yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so I am a keen photographer. Um, I work for a, a football team. How keen, um, how keen a team photographer are you, Sam? Very keen. You keen? Um, yeah, very keen. Yeah, I do all sorts of things, like um, I take pictures of sports, ma- uh, football matches, um, concerts, whatever. You know, when, you've, when, you've, when you film stuff on your YouTube yeah. channel, do you do it mm. on your phone? No, nope, um, I do it on a DSLR. When you film phone. anything on your telephone... Mm-hmm. Do you turn it landscape or keep it portrait? Um, landscape. Yeah, it, uh, I'm, not, yeah I'm, not, I'm not a monster. This is um, the thing, right? This is the thing that annoys me, right? This is the worst... This is the most heinous crime yeah. of the 21st century. And I don't think we should bring back hanging, except for this, right? People right. who film things on their phone in portrait. Oh, turn man. it... What, sh- what is the shape of your flipping television, you div? It's a exactly. rectangle with the narrow bits on the side going up and the long bits on the top and, and the bottom, right? So just turn your flipping phone around. And if you send me a video, even if it's of my children, and it's done in portrait, I'm not watching it. Yeah. And if you film, like, I don't know, a bomb or a murder or something, and then you send it to Sky News... And it's in yeah. portrait, and they have to do that thing where they kind of make the side uh, of the yeah. screen go a bit for I'm not watching it. I'm not I watching know, it, dude. and I'm going to find your Twitter handle, and I'm going to block you. Even if you're not following me, I'm going to find out exactly who you are, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to block you. And I'm going to um, report you to Twitter for the, for the worst kind of sexual harassment possible so that you're and i'm going to set up a, i'm going to set up a thousand accounts and all of those accounts are going to report your account so that they have to delete you well that sounds that sounds wonderful um i've got more to talk about now yeah the uh, yeah oh, sorry the, uh, the photography stuff yeah um okay so just have to make that clear for yeah, the boys yeah, and girls at yeah. home yeah totally yeah, yeah. um 
basically, um, my boss, well, I say boss, he wasn't even my boss. Wasn't get, thing is, I don't get paid to my photography at the football club. It's more, it's more of a sort of voluntary thing. Yeah, but he, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, he, we had a website where all the pictures were, um, uh, were put up, like all the matches for like uh, loads of seasons. And he left. And people could buy pictures off the website. Yeah. He's, he's, he kept the website. And I'm worried that people are still going to buy like pictures and he's not going to give me the money because I, I don't want to talk to him because I think he's just awful. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to get into it, but he, he, he caused a lot of hassle for the club and for me. And he's just, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. I just think, I mean, should I talk to him and say, listen, Dave, oh, that's his name. But anyway, um, you know. Is that actually his name? Yeah, he is, yeah. Muppet. Um, uh, sorry, no, well, we talk, I just talked there about self-help books, right? A brilliant self-help book um, mm-hmm. by a woman called Brené Brown, right? I can't remember what the book's called. But there's a line yeah. in there, choose discomfort over resentment, right? So what you've got now, you've got a resentment, right? You're resenting this bloke because you yeah. think he might be profiting um, out of your um, work, right? Yeah. It would yeah. be uncomfortable, there would be discomfort if you were to... Um, contact him and um, say whatever you need to say to put your mind at rest, whether that be don't use my photos or if I want, if you use my photos, I want money or can you remove my, whatever. But that discomfort would last a lot less, a lot, the discomfort would be shorter than the resentment would be and would be less toxic to your life. Yeah. 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 I do understand that. I mean, it's one of those things where like, I haven't got my heart to talk to him because, to be honest, I, I'm I'm a fairly nice guy. I like to think so. You know, I I tend to be not aggressive or angry. Yeah, I get angry. Like I'm I'm um you know I'm only human after all. But like I don't want to cause any fuss. You know, if he wants to keep them, it's fine. You know, because it's memories, whatever. Sounds weird, but I don't know. Um, but yeah. Also, I think subject completely. I think a good topic is. Yeah. Um, what things that you like? What? Um, what things you're nerdy about? I guess. What? And for me, yeah. it's Blur, the band Blur. Really, I never really got Blur. The only yeah, Blur I song I really like is um, "There's No Other Way." Right. There's, There's no, no other, other way. way. All That's you can do is watch them down, down, but down, 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 down. That's a really early Blur song. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, sort of shoegazy kind of thing. Yeah. Like they kind of. They came from like a sort of shoegazy background and became more of a sort of pop band. So people and people were saying they became um, less like the Beatles. Like in a sense, the Beatles went from being a pop band to being a psychedelic band. Yeah. Blur started off proper psychedelic. Like, uh, no. Uh, no. 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 Psychedelic. Well, listen, I'm only 20. My idea of psychedelic is, you know, not listen, quite. Listen, listen, Sonny. Listen, Sonny. In the summer of '94, 
I was there. I, I, I saw it all. I, not Blur Live in concert, not Blur Live at Mile End, which I could have gone to. I was offered tickets to go and see them, and I thought, oh, no. Oh, that's, that's incredible. I didn't really like Blur that much. But they were, they were supported by Cardiacs. Now, you aren't psychedelic. You listen to Cardiacs. Okay. Go and get Cardiacs, Sing to God, parts one and two. You aren't psychedelic? That is flipping psychedelic. I mean, I mean, the new stuff, like um, the Magic Whip... When I first heard about it, obviously, like old music fan. Well, well I'm sure if you, um, you know, uh, for you um, with the monkeys, obviously, like you, you're like a little school child, like get really excited about it, yeah. like, oh my yeah. god, new music. Yeah. But one of the saddest things is hearing new music and it's pony. It kind of like yeah. it kind of hurts because you're like, oh yeah, I love this band so much. Like, I've got some, some, some oh, this is like, Sam. Listen, when we are getting off a little bit, but oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, I've uh, I, I've been been a Monkeys fan since the eighties, and I have constantly been disappointed by releases they've made. <laughs> constantly got new, to, well, not constantly two new albums in, since I've been a fan and gone ah wow, they went that route, did they? Yes, Tom. Hello, hello, Tom. Hi. Um, I just wanted to give you kind of a, a quick shout out in terms of. Uh, I think you're selling yourself a bit short in terms of Rise, the TV show. You said no one watched it. Um, I used to watch it all the time. Well, I'm not um, selling myself short. There, there, there were there were period there, there were episodes where it registered zero viewers. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I oh, I loved it. Morning when I was getting ready for school. Um, I'm Gosh. 27 now, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it's I'm kind of getting on a bit, but what? yeah, I loved it. I really oh, well, thank you, man. Every morning when I, I put my socks on, that was on. I loved um, it. I had the time of my life. I, life. I got paid more money than I've ever been paid before <laughs> or since, and I got to show off to my mates for two hours a day. I think it was. Well, Is that the same studio as Saturday or not? Yes. Uh, Sunday brunch. Yes, I think and the same. same studio as the right stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, it's I true. Knew it. Yeah, I knew it. Um, yes, yeah, the windows, isn't it? Two words for you um, from Rise. Um, again, teenage years. Zora Suleiman. Right now, here's here's the thing, right? Did All you, my days. Did you? All he- my days. And it's and it's funny. I could tell you about Zora Suleiman and Blur. I won't. <laughs> I won't. I won't. There's a nearly the cameras there. Um, did, did you hear us talking about the story the other day about the um, the car that was driving around Kentish Town splashing people? Yes. That's, that that story came from Zora Suleiman. <laughs> yes. Why did you like oh, her so brilliant. much? I wonder. Oh, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> no. Just some something about her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, I just wanted to kind of give you a quick call. I used to listen a lot when you were on Absolute. Um, I kind of stopped listening when you moved to BBC just because it wasn't that convenient. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Podcasts were rubbish and stuff. Yeah. BBC. No, no offence. But um, anyway, I just basically want to say it's really great to have you back. And it's, it's. It's fantastic. Oh, may God, may God um, bless you, and I appreciate you listening to this nonsense. I appreciate you watching Rise, which was um, a thank you very much, indeed, which was, was one of my favourite favourite jobs ever, uh, and it was uh, an absolute joy. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Will Ross, stay there. Come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee, unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Russ. Hello. Hello, Russ. Hello. The seeds are quite psychedelic, you know. I'm right. Hang on a minute. You keep banging on about the seeds, and do you know what? I, I was thinking the other day. I thought, well, actually, 
I probably quite like the seeds. I'm going to go. Hang on a second. Let's let's have a little bit. The seeds. What's their What's their big hit? The, the, the pushing too hard. Yeah, pushing too hard. Oh, there's a. I've know, already introduced one of your one of your listeners to it by by the old Twitter. You know, there's a documentary about called Pushing Too Hard. Right here we go. Here we go. Let's let's uh, let's let's have a little. Uh, let's dig this. Here we go. Pushing too hard. The seeds. Oh, Sky Saxon. Okay, I've heard of Sky Saxon. Yeah. I've got this. Oh, you got it? Yeah, and this as well. I've got this. Yeah, I know the seats. <laughs> have you heard, have you heard, there is a band called, um, what's the name? The Monks. Have you heard of The Monks? I uh, don't think I have. I don't know if I've got him on it. The monks are insane, right? It was the 60s, and I, I think I've got this timeline right. They were uh, Vietnam... Here we go. They were... Yeah. <laughs> they were Vietnam vets, right? And I believe I'm not doing them a disservice when I say they took shed loads of LSD in the jungles of Vietnam. And they came back and they started a band, right, called The Monks. Every band has to have a gimmick, Russ, right? In the, certainly in the 60s. Yeah. Every band has a gimmick, right? The Beatles had uh, Paul McCartney being pretending to be left-handed. Do you know what the monk's gimmick was? I'm glad to think. They shaved the top of their heads like monks. They shaved <laughs> the top of their heads like monks, and they had songs like this. This is Shut Up by the Monks. I don't know if they sing in that one. Hang on, let me try, let me try this one. This is Monk Time. Hang on. I don't know if they sing it. I've not heard these for years. They must sing. Hang on, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Pussy galore is coming down. We like it. We don't like the atomic bomb. Your meaning, Larry? Ah, you think like I think you're a monk. I'm a monk. We're all monks. Hey, Larry, Eddie, Roger, everybody, let's go. It's big time. It's hot time. It's modern time now. Yeah, right. The monks, ladies and gentlemen. The monks. Why? Why weren't they bigger, Russ? We'll just never know. Quite, yeah, I love. I love anything from that era, mate. That sort of, have um, you got the reason I've got the seeds, right? Is because I, I have. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Go on. 
Nuggets. Got a Vietnam com- compilation. No, I haven't got Vietnam uh, com- I've got it, um, 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 Nuggets. The Nuggets CDs. Although I haven't oh, got them no. all on here. Oh, the Nuggets are flipping brilliant, man. It's a collection of um, just loads of obscure psychedelic um, bands and their singles. Like the trip, the trip by Kim Fowley, right? Summertime's here, kitties. And it's time to take a trip. To take a trip. This world's so bad. You feel so sad. You gotta take a trip. Into a world so glass. <laughs> a world of frogs and green fountains and flying dogs and silver cats. And <laughs> Kim Fowley was... was is, that, is, that, is that the compilation, the Nuggets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Nuggets. Oh, um, I'm going to have to look for it's, that. Yeah, it's a four-CD compilation. Um, and there's this couple of tracks by the seeds on there. There's the Sonics. There's the Syndicate of Sound. Uh, there's, oh, listen, I mean, listen, listen to the Woolies. Hang on. Come on, man! It's just I've got to, I've got to, I've got to get hold of that, man. I knew you'd like that. I knew you'd I, like that. I only found out about the seeds, um, but from a, a compilation compilation I bought, like, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I managed to get hold of their album, the CD, um, from this like really obscure um, record shop in um, Whitby in North in, in York, Yorkshire on holiday, and uh, I mean I paid it; it wasn't cheap for the CD because. They're an obscure band. Yeah. But, uh, I would never have. I would never have heard of them else, to be honest. But I uh, absolutely love that kind of music. It just get in there, buddy. Get in there. Like, fill your like boots. Sounds like Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Fill awesome, your boots, Ross. Nice to talk to you. Will's on the line. Yes, Will. How you doing, Ian? Uh, fine. We're going down a geeky. We talked about. It's funny. We talked about midlife crisis, and yeah. we're getting um, lots of geeky blokes, and uh, not in any way an insult. I include myself in that. Talking about okay. really geeky music. Boom. I'm in. Suddenly, we've got a show. Yes, it's a speech station, and we're banging on about music, but it's all <laughs> groovy, man. Okay. Well, I can go for the midlife crisis. Yeah. Go on. Okay. Well, my dad. Because uh, I'm only young, but my dad, when he turned, um, I think he was 50 at the time, yeah. decided to buy a a 1980 Porsche 964, and uh, <laughs> he he's, he's forever yeah. claims that his midlife crisis. So I don't know if I should be worried for maybe when I get older, if that's maybe that'll happen to me or what. Well, could he afford it? Yeah, I think so. He was he he's, he's been happy with it ever since, so I'd say so. It, it it's better than that. It's better he does that than yep. goes then brings home a seventeen year old Swedish girl <laughs> and says, "Will, I'd like you to meet your new mum." You know, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's that's probably the safer option that he's gone for. Does, is, is, why does that does that scream midlife crisis to you? That's that second scenario. Yes, totally. That's that's. <laughs> it's either they buy a sports car, a Harley Davidson, or a, or a, 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 a te- teenage girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, but the Porsche isn't too far from the Harley, though. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. I mean, is it? Is it I always thought those cars. I would. I used to. Um, I bought. A, I only bought a new car once, like a brand new car. 
you know, like, like it was like the week that, that Reg came out. It was, like, it was only a golf, you know, it wasn't anything fancy. Yeah. But I was, yeah. I was getting TV money and I bought it. And I, I took it home and my mate said, why'd you buy that for? I said, well, because it's a brand new car. He said, yeah, but the second you drove off the forecourt, you lost, you've just left five grand behind, you know. And I was always, this was just a golf, right? Yeah. But I was always so nervous of parking it anywhere because I thought someone would damage it. In the end, it did. Someone keyed it, you know. And yeah. and that was a golf, right? What yeah. what car did your dad get? He got a Porsche 964. Yeah, exactly. I would I would just not be... I would have to sleep in that car to make yeah. sure no one keyed it or smashed the window in or did anything to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, he, he was definitely careful about where he parked it, but maybe, maybe not uh, as cautious as uh, you were with the golf. How old are you, Will? I'm uh, 21. Okay, well, you've you've probably got like you've, you've got a good a good 25 years before you you're, you're due your breakdown. <laughs> okay. Keep your fingers crossed, Will. Let's yeah. let us know how it goes. Um, let's have a break, shall we? Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. T- today, I experienced, in the, the um, length of time it took me to walk out into my garden to pick up something, uh, it, to pick up the giant uh, fluffy duck that the, the dog likes to hump, and walk back into the house, I experienced five different weather conditions. Uh, brilliant sunshine, um, uh, rain, hail, snow, freezing cold. All, I had all of those things in the t- and then by the time I got back, it was literally it took me uh, about thirty seconds. By the time I got back, it was sunny again. Isn't that nuts? Isn't that nuts? Um, or you know, just just saying, you know, the the David Guest thing that I said that upset the um, delicate balance of the universe. I'm not saying David Guest's death did, but something changed, didn't it? When David Guest died, something changed. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Probably scared all of the. I don't think this is good. okay. This is going to sound horribly sexist. Do I want to say this in the light of um, uh, Livingston Gate? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say. It. I don't think the majority of women get as geeky about the music as blokes do. Blokes, and this is generalisation. Um like disseminating, if that's the right word, uh, facts and figures and recording dates. One of my favourite, favourite Beatles books. Well, I've got loads of books about bands where it's um, like uh, like, a, like a decade of the Beatles, right? But it tells you on... Uh, in fact, we'll bring it in next week and it'll be fun. Bring one in for the Beatles, one in for the Beach Boys. You pick like 1973, June the 9th, the day I was born. I wonder what the Beach Boys were doing. And it tells you they were playing a concert um, in Wisconsin. Uh, it was a sold-out arena of 22,000 people, um, and they uh, played Sail on Sailor for the first time live. Flipping it. Beatles, the same. We'll, we'll be playing Sail on Sailor. Um, it's a Beach Boys song, so that'll be crazy. But uh, And I don't think that girls have that um, that same desire to be able to um, manipulate... I'm getting somewhere with this. Girls don't have the same desire to manipulate and have at their fingertips the facts. They enjoy 
the um, the the final creation more, whereas blokes want to know right. Well, hang on a second. So which guitar? Which guitar, was it? The casino that George Harrison was playing on Taxman, or did he? <laughs> Secret of staying youthful. It's all in the genes. <laughs> Bullshine. And they've illustrated this right with a picture of Joan Collins, age fifty-six. She's looking slutty. And a picture of Joan Collins, aged 82, where she's looking slutty. That's not jeans. That's a wig, a shed load of makeup, possibly a little bit of photoshopping, and a soft focus lens. That's what that is. That's not jeans. What I'm looking at in both of those pictures is not an accurate representation of what Joan Collins looked like at 56 and 82. Can we find out how tall Joan Collins was at the age of 56 and how tall she is now? Finding the secret of what... A, uh, by the way, if you want to give us a call, 0844 We'll take calls straight to air after midnight. Finding the secret of what ages some people faster than others. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. This is outrageous. So Colin Fernandez is the science correspondent. He's the junior. Fiona McRae is the science editor. Unbelievable. There's more than one person in that department, and the best they can come up with is nonsense. <laughs> literally. Literally. She's five foot five now. Let's find out how, what, how old she was 30 years ago. You can just, honestly type anything on that screen and I'll believe it. Uh, I mean, Google it. Speak to her people. Please. Crying out loud. So the science department have come up... Oh, and then... (laughs) On the same page, McRae, the science editor, has got another story in that's nonsense. Could British breakthrough lead to cure for blindness? I, I say nonsense. When I glimpsed it, I thought it said baldness. Now it's a blindness. Let's let's read on. This may not be nonsense. This may actually. Wow, she was five foot eight thirty years ago. That's brilliant. She shrunk three inches. Let's let's read uh, and <laughs> the blindness thing. It is a third of the size of the breakdown thing, and the pictures the 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 um, Joan Collins is old thing. A cure for blindness could be on the horizon. Well, that that's that's misleading, as it is. After a pioneering British treatment produced produced astonishing results. Well, hang on a second. Then it goes on to tell you something that isn't a cure for blindness. So it says a cure for blindness. Okay. So what do you make up from that? I make up that they're talking about people who can't see can see again. No. <coughs> they are not. Five men have been prevented from going blind. Well, that's not a kill for blindness. That's preventing people going blind. So headline shouldn't be, could British breakthrough lead to cure for blindness? It could, could British breakthrough lead to uh, prevention of people going blind? Who was the first person ever to suggest that masturbation will make you go blind. Who was the first person? There must have been someone who... uh, No, it wasn't God. 
There's no lady. I mean, there's no lady God, so what does God do? If God doesn't knock one out, then who does? I guess the closest we... No, the closest we could do is we could ask someone like, I don't know, the Pope or Cliff Richard, a holy man. We need a holy man. We need to ask a holy man. Are there any holy men listening? Five men have been prevented from going blind after having the gene therapy, and some can see better than before. One can see the stars in the night sky again, while another can read numbers on his mobile phone. That's a weird way of assessing one's eyesight. When you go to the opticians and you sit back in the chair, they don't open the roof of the building. And Can you see the stars? Have you, what's that test as well? I, I do like going to the optician because it's, it's like playing an old-fashioned video game. What's the test they do where they put your eye, you put your eye up against, you know, it's like a, um, I want to say glory hole. It's like a, you know what I mean? It's like a glory hole. There's no glory involved. And then it goes, and they go, right, the other eye, you go, what? Put the other eye through the glory. I can't, there's a man, put the other eye, put the eye through this. Right, that's that test done. What is that? What is that test for? What is that testing? There's a, a puff of air on my eye. What are you testing for? I'm very suspicious. Excitingly, it says here, says Fiona McRae, who has a very, very different definition of what exciting is to me. The IOP is still working up to four years on. Raising hopes that one treatment could last a lifetime. Um, Robert McLaren, the Oxford University surgeon who led the trial, said this is the breakthrough we've been waiting for. It's just really... Um, Okay, the the Daily Mail is attacking the BBC again. Now, I, I, I have a good reason to attack the BBC. They broke my heart unfairly they shafted me both Catherine and I um, were destroyed they 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 literally broke our souls but still I will defend the BBC when it's needed and um, here is um, the Daily Mail really is a horrible newspaper isn't it top top of the page 15 Lisa goes from cha-cha chubby to strictly slim Lisa Riley lost some weight she used to be, in case you didn't know, cha-cha chubby. Now she's strictly slim. Do you know how she met her husband, stroke boyfriend? Do you know Do you know this? She used to go on dating sites and pretend to be a Lisa Riley lookalike. She, huh? she would go on and say, I'm a Lisa Riley impersonator. Huh? Not, I'm Lisa Riley. Yeah, I'm a Lisa Riley impersonator. Imagine you saw that on Tinder. You go, yep, yeah, swipe. Lisa Riley, hang on, I like her. She's, look, she's like pretty. I like, you know, I like shapes. I like, men like shape. I like shape. She's a Lisa Riley in person. Now, next. So there's that story. And then underneath that, the oh-so-PC-BBC is the headline. New staff quotas and bias training. Well... When they after they booted me, they had a training course on how to um, deal with personality, which Kath went to, and we can say this now. Now that we're, have you been? Have you got your money yet? 
You got your money? No, not yet. Okay. She was texting me throughout the course, going, "This is rubbish. This is rubbish. This is what they're telling me to do." It was rubbish, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not getting any money, so we can talk about it. You're not getting any money? No. Why? Apparently it was my mistake. Really? Mm-hmm. Despite what they said. Anyway, no. So, yeah, they sent us on this... You got uh, the union involved? Not, not yet. You got it? I might. Anyway... Have you got an email where they, where they have this off air? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Those utter... So, this... Scumbags. course was called... Make- How do they just dis- destroy our souls? Death... I mean, flipping it. It may be that someone told me the wrong thing, but... Uh, was Who was that? I'll tell you off. No. Yeah. Yeah, of course she would. No, but... From cha-cha chubby to strictly slim. To shishu. Shut up. Yeah. Shishu shafted. Well, I, well, let's just say I got paid very nicely when I got booted out. Good. Well, it was the money that I was owed for the rest of my contract. Oh, I'm not allowed to talk about it. Come, come and chase me for it, guys. Come and chase me. Continue a vusive play. So, yeah, they sent me on this course called Making Room for Personality. Hilarious. Yeah. It's the way the BBC sort it out. Yeah. After ditching everyone who's got any personalities to send everyone on a course uh, about uh, encouraging your presenters to take more risks on air. Hilariously. Unbelievable. So, I sat in a room full of people and uh, they discussed you. And I sat there gripping the desk. I felt like I needed to out myself because um, they were asking questions saying, you know, Ian... Lee was the best person doing this kind of radio, and yeah. yet we don't know why yeah. he uh, it doesn't work for us anymore. Can you tell us more? Yeah. And the answer, of course, was no. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought bit? I could tell you some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One day, one day, one day in the book. So listen to this bit of music, mm-hmm. okay? This is the you, this is Brian Eno, right? Yeah, listen to this. It's ambient music, right? Oh. It's a really famous bit of music. It's two and a half minutes. This won't play at all. Isn't it? Do you know what it is? One of the most famous bits of music in the world. No, but it's making my insides go a bit funny. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Are we like beckoning aliens or something? Skip forward a bit. Hang on, let's go for it. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What is it? This is this is how you will perhaps know it a little bit better. It's your computer turning on music. Slow down. <laughs> Yeah, it's your computer music turning music t- turning uh, slowed down. Oh, they could play that and massage me all yeah, day long. Yeah, yeah, Brian Eno wrote that. I don't get the dolphin music. I don't get why it's um, the thing is. I, I've been for massages where they put the dolphin music on, and all I'm thinking is they've got massive penises, <laughs> and they're not to be trusted. And they will hump um, humans. You know about the case that we had at uh, that other place before. No. Not of humping human. Well, yeah, of that. Well, it was terrible, actually. This poor woman. I've seen the video. It's funny. No. Well, no, I mean, no sexual violation of anybody is, is funny. But if, if, if you had to, if you had to, if you were uh, um, being held hostage by ISIS and they said, pick one that is the funniest of all of these vi- sexual violations. Why are they Japanese now? Because the, the word has got around. Right. It's an ideology, racist. 
It's an ISIS is an ideology. It's not an army. We can't, that's why I can't bomb them because it's an ideology. You can't kill an ideology. I, know, I just out. had no idea that Burke Kwok was involved. All right, Ken Livingston. Pick. You have to pick one sexual violation. That is the funniest. Or we will kill you. We will kill you. Go flipping it. Um, none of them are funny. I'm not going to go dolphin. Pick one. <laughs> we, we turn over. We turn over Sands of Time. I turn off Sands of Time. We Stop. will kill you. Stop doing that. But no, not funny. It turns over. It's a, it's an egg timer. Is what he means. He's got yeah. it. Sounds time. It's an That's egg timer. It's been poetic. Um, and it's an egg timer. I and it's, it's a minute thirty, right? And you're in the gaff. But no sexual, no, no sexual violation is funny by the very definition. You must pick. When, is it going to be done to me? When sands of time run out, if you not pick funniest one, we <laughs> will kill you. But it's quite funny when a chihuahua tries it on with your foot. I mean, no chihuahua. <laughs> Chihuahua, not, not funny. I'm not we'll mention Chihuahua, we kill you. <laughs> and then the sand, just as the last grain of sand drips through. I'm not going to go dolphin. I, I would go. It's the woman being hunted by the dolphin. Correct answer. You live another day. But same time tomorrow, we ask you another question. Oh, no, I fear what you'll, that question might be. You'll get it wrong. We will kill you. And that is, and that. Is why we've got to be afraid of ISIS. This woman came to the consumer programme to try and get some money. Yes. Because she'd been involved in a dolphin show. Well. What a show. The dolphin got involved in showing her. Well. Broke her pelvis. Yeah. The the dolphin was just learning from British entertainers from the 1970s. That, um, the thing is, when you come off stage, and I know this is a performer, when you come off stage... You are on a high. Mm. You've had, well, in my case, literally tens of people adoring you, applauding sometimes politely. Um, and you need to be satiated. <laughs> right. And sometimes having sex with a dolphin is the only way I can achieve an ending that, wow. is, that is pleasurable for me. And I'm going to say, because I'm considerate, pleasurable for the dolphin as well. I'm a very... From what I've heard, the dolphins aren't fussy. Well, they don't call it a blowhole for nothing. Oh, stop it. Call straight to air after this. <laughs> Talk radio. OK, for the last hour of the show, we will take your calls straight to air. Don't dial in just yet. Um, that's all I have to say on the matter. Let's, uh, I'm going for a wee. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with Radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I tell you what, the Daily Mail really is staffed by a bunch of um, <laughs> knobs. The oh, so, uh, By the way, call straight to air for the last hour of the show, 08444991000. The oh-so-PC-BBC new staff quotas and bias training. Um, I'm driven to, uh, drawn to a box here. How the B will look by 2020. It won't be, because you lot will have ground it into the ground. The, the, the BBC is flawed, right? It's flawed. And I think Tony Hall is a muppet. And I can say that now. I think he's a plum. I think he's a spineless tool. I can say that. Genuinely think he's a spineless tool who hasn't got a flipping clue. And the way he treated me, the way he treated Tony Blackburn, the way he's treated other people. The thing is, he'll be gone in a year. 
and people, someone new will come in and go, well, lessons have been learnt. But BBC is still brilliant. Mm-hmm. How the B will look by 2020. Disabled people are to make up 8% of on-screen and on-air roles, including some lead parts. That's disgusting! That's what the male want us to think. That's disgusting! Disabled people on-air. Ooh, what if I catch it? What if, what if I catch it, line one? Hello? I can hear you there. You going to say anything? Okay. Tempted to keep you there. Some 8%. That's a strange way to start a sentence. Some 8%. That's how a sentence starts. Some 8%. Oh, here we go. Some 8% of on-screen roles will go to people who are, get this, lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender, including lead parts. I bet they'd love a lead part, those gays. It gets worse. This is the future of your BBC. In only four years' time. 15% of those with on-air, on-screen and lead roles in programmes will be black, Asian or an ethnic minority. Disgusting! Coming over here! Invading our BBC! If they got a gay black lesbian in a wheelchair, does that count? That counts as all of them, doesn't it? Beautiful. So it could be less people. If we think cleverly, we can make it less people. One in ten entry-level trainee and apprentice jobs will be ring-fenced for the disabled. This is, this is genuinely outrageous. Half of those on screen, on air and in lead roles will be women. It's outrageous because, what, the BBC isn't already like that? That's terrible. That's terrible. The male is angry, though. Half of those on screen, on air and lead roles will be women. I don't understand this next one. I don't understand this next one, because this next one literally makes no sense. Listen to this, right? literally makes no sense. A quarter of work experience applicants will be drawn from the ranks of the unemployed. Um, what? I don't... What? Why? And why are they called the ranks of the unemployed? I don't understand. The, the mail wants us to be furious uh, with this. Yes, line one. Hello. Uh, um, I, hello, you were talking about the BBC. Yes. And it's going to have a new directive for the next few years. They're going to include... They're going to make sure that half of those on screen, on air and in Lee Rolls will be women. Women. I don't want to watch women on my television. No, but can I just be quite provo- provocative? Oh, you're going to do it in a sexy proactive? voice. <laughs> I can do a sexy voice if you want, Ian. Oh. Um, <laughs> you can call me if you want. Oh, um, children's presenters. Yes. I've always thought as I was growing up yeah. that I've never... I, you know, the guys were always wearing flowery shirts um, oh, yeah. and quite colourful and bouncy and yeah. sort of happy. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I think they've already done their quota, haven't they? Well, hang on a minute. Are you are you are you drawing from that that they're what they're drug addicts? <laughs> well, one was, wasn't he? No. Um, <laughs> You're saying homosexuals? Um, yes. I mean, you, name look, one you, gay, and we. <laughs> I, don't, I can't think of one outwardly. Um, uh, you know, out and proud. Show me, show me. Oh. Okay, well, he, um, Chris, um, Chris, um, Chris, yeah. um, is Chris Jarvis, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, okay, he may or may not be, I don't yeah. know if he's, if he's out or he may, may or not be, but, but, but um, okay, another one. Um, let me think. vaguely let me litigious, think. this game, yes. No, I, I'm thinking of all the CBB programmes that we watch. Yeah, no, it's um, not, I'm not, we, we kind of grown out of them a little bit, but no, I can't think of... Um, there are a few... <laughs> There are a few. No, no. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know um guy that does, um, you know, the pantomimes on CBB. Oh, I know, the gardener. The gardener's not the gardener. gay? No. What's he called, Mr. Mr. Potato? Mr. Potato? Yeah. Mr. Pop-Up? What's he called? No, he's... Um, Mr. I, can, I think it's yeah. the two. Here come my veggies. Hello, all the yeah. veggies. Look, he here comes the veggies. veggies the lovely, lovely veggies. What's he called, Mr... Um, I can see him. He looks like he looks like a cross between Paul Weller and my mate Scott. All my lovely veggies, as we're going on a go, I'm singing, trying to sing the song to get to his name, and he looks like a bit of a mod, and he's a geezer, and I've never met, I've never seen anyone who looks less gay. What about than... Aladdin, Yasmin, Yasmin? They got this new Aladdin. It's oh, like he plays the genie. Oh, if he's, he's playing the genie, cool. he must be a raging queen. Of course, I've not seen yeah, Aladdin. I think Mr. 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 Um, Potter up. What's he called? The gardener. Hang on a minute. I've got to Google it now. Um. Um. Oh, gardener. I'm trying to find the beep. What's his name? Bees. Um. Beep, beep, beep. Mr. Bloom. Mr. Bloom. Mr. Bloom with my lovely Mr. veggies. Bloom. Okay. With, with lovely, lovely veggies. Here we go. Here <laughs> we go. About... Hang on a minute. You mean you mean this guy? This is CBBS on YouTube. Find even more fun All right, games. Alex, start on it. Here we go. Harvest is a special time. No, I don't know that song. Hang on a minute. I'm trying to find the theme song. How about song. the clangers? Uh, the clangers aren't gay. Swashbuckle. Swashbuckle is is. I don't think. Well, well, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, hang on. I'm Everything's not... rosy. This. <laughs> You're just saying kids' programs. <laughs> Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on, hang on, here we go. This is, this is, this is a tune. This is a flipping tune. Hang on. Play. Here we go. Meet the veggies. Oh, the veggies. veggies. They grow oh, here in my nursery. Meet the veggies. Now who've we got to He's not gay. This Margaret might, I mean, he might be. We're, we're, we're basing on the assumption you can tell someone's gay by looking at them, of course. Yeah. There we go. Sebastian's a singing aubergine. He might be, and good luck to all of them. <laughs> and Mike the Knight. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't, I don't, well, I don't. Thank you for that. The BBC came under fire yesterday as its new diversity strategy was branded a politically correct handbook by the Daily Mail. The broadcaster is to remove names and universities from job applications in a bid to boost the diversity of its workforce.
Oh, okay. So if someone like puts down their name as M- M- Mustafa Muhammad or something, you 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 make assumptions about people based on their names. Okay, that's a little bit stupid. The the thing is, the BBC is. I mean, some of this is you're right is nonsense, but the, the statistics I've read out that sounds all right. Having women and black people on telly, I don't mind. I don't mind that. I, 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 I will choose not to watch those programmes, but that is my choice. I'm joking before someone, you know, calls me a racist. Someone does a Livingston on me, although he was a, a, an idiot. Managers, oh, BBC managers, I mean, gosh, what, what, what I'd, I would love to sit in a room with them and go, what are you, what are you playing at? Which I did once. Remember, the, remember we had a manager who came in and was more interested in um, us getting Facebook likes than, you know, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> listeners. And he gave this talk, and I went, what are you talking about? When he want you to engage, you know, I want you to engage on Facebook with the listeners, but in a way where, you know, it's not like the way you've been doing it. It's been really successful. It's like, where we're going to do it. It's really boring and bland. I said, listen... He was doing the hands, remember they was doing the hands, and I started doing the hands. It was really tense. I said, yeah, I'll tell you what, mate, good luck with that. I'm going to carry on making radio programmes. You do your little Facebook page, and let's see how that goes, shall we? I'm going to carry on winning awards and getting more listeners. You go off and do your little Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, yeah go, go on. Come on, Mum's not on Facebook, right? She'll listen to the radio. That was one of the most uncomfortable meetings I've ever been in. It was in front of everybody. It was in front. I was right. Who who's got the last laugh? Him, because he still works there, and he's got a really good pension. He's never made a radio program in his life. Managers and recruitment staff will also have unconscious bias training to stamp out prejudices. For instance, when they interview women or ethnic minorities, this is actually a real news story. And in a bid to monitor the backgrounds of staff. Recruits will be asked to disclose their family income, education, and postcode. A centre of excellence will be set up in Birmingham. <laughs> it's run by plums. Aaron Hayward, employment specialist. Um, uh, 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 in 2014, the corporation was accused of censorship after cutting the word girl from a documentary about the Commonwealth Games. There was also speculate, speculation that contestants in the last series of The Great British Bake Off were chosen to be as diverse as possible. But why is that a problem? Why is that a, that's a good thing? Yeah? Yeah, it's a good thing, yeah! Director General Tony Hall said, da, 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 da. You're fired. But it didn't come from me, right? Shh. Oh, oh! let me take this call. Yes, line one, you're on the wireless.
C. This is a CBBS theme tune, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I quite like that. It sounded like a slightly less keyboard-driven in spiral carpets, but to take a drink from a magic potion, I wonder what that song's about. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. OK, call straight to air. 0844 499 1000 is the phone number. We go to the Daily Star. The front page is the best headline. For Fox's sake, I've lost £100,000. You've got to be so careful. Fox. Leicester fan misses title bet for the first time in 20 years. Leicester City superfan John Micklethwaite is set to miss out on £100,000 after he forgot for the first time in 20 years to put his bet on the club to win the Premier League, he says. Full story, page nine. Um, well, then it's just that, that we, we've had the story... The story has has been and gone. So, Barry Howard died. When will this? When will this year? When will this year end? December the thirty first, midnight, January the first. We know that. Heidi High star Barry Howard has died of cancer, age seventy eight. He played dance. He played. He was basically the camp dance instructor in Heidi High, but he looked like he was in his seventies then. And Heidi High was like, what, 30 years ago? Something like that? Ah, oh, dearie me. 0844-499-1000. Now, this is, where, um, this is where I draw the line, Islamic State. This is the so-called. This is where I draw the line. Jihadists threat to blow up Eurovision. What's the headline they've gone for? Boom, bang, a bang. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes. <laughs> There's fair play. The star with those two headlines, the front page, and boom, bang, a bang, jihadist threat to blow up Eurovision. That is flipping genius. It's quite tasteless, I'll give you that. Eurovision chiefs, Fear Islamic terrorists are going to blow up next month's event. No. Eurovision chiefs wish that it was on a list that terrorists might be interested in. No one's interested in it. Not even ISIS. That's how pony your competition is. Not even ISIS can be asked to go to Sweden and uh, provide a reign of terror. They don't care. They think it's too long. Sweden's security services, the SSS, are on red alert. Oh, oh, here we go. Um, And I'm going to use strong language here, guys, because I'm just going to read this story as it's written. After it was revealed that eight ISIS nuts have arrived in Stockholm for a major attack. Now, how do we know they've arrived for a major attack? They might just... Sweden is... Dull, but pleasant country. Line one, you're on the wireless. Mr. I 
Mr. Pharmacist. I wonder what that song's about. Line one, you're on the wireless. No, we're not, because the phone system here is pony. And that's just the way it is. Doodle-oom, doodle-oom, doodle-oom. Um, detectives say the song contest on Saturday, May the 14th, is their target. Um, BBC commentator Graham Norton will be heading out there to prepare for the big night. And he'll be joined by our UK representatives, Joe Wolford and Jake Shakeshaft. That's a name? Shakeshaft? He'll be performing their song, You're Not Alone. I've not heard this song... Have you heard it? And uh, let's um, your let's have a little look see if we can uh, find it because music is free, guys. Joe and Jake is the name of the act. God, here we go. Let's have a listen to this. Nope, it's crap. I mean, really, that is utter balls. And yes, I've only given that song two seconds of my time. You're gonna you're telling me it's gonna pick up after that? I want to hear the song about Mr. Pharmacists. That, that Mr. Pharmacist should be at the uh, thing. Or drink, take a drink from my special um, bu- cup or whatever it was. Yes, line one. you got to turn it up a little bit. OK, it's a bit quiet. It's me. It's my football chant I wrote. But you can't hear it. It's a little bit, got to be a bit louder than that. Line one, you're on the wireless. Nope. Okay, we're having problems with that for some reason. Okay, let's have a little bit more of this song. No! That is... Joe and Jake. Hang on a minute. Let me get my book of hardness out. I'll have something that fits. I've got one that fits perfectly, so they're called Joe and Jake. Right, you better put labels on yourself with your names on, because in two minutes, even your mum's not going to recognise you. Because I'm going to punch them so high in the face, I'm going I'm to have bloody faces, and I'm not, I'm not swearing. Um, so, um, so yeah, so, so your vision is um, going to be destroyed. Um... Beyonce's got a new record out. Um, a pervert is facing jail after admitted having sex with a horse. Okay, you know. Yep, 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 there we go. Um, okay. Not a lot in uh, the star. Which is disappointing because it's my my go to newspaper. Um, uh, hang, hang on a second, let's try this. Line one, you're on the wireless. Try again, try again. Can we log all of these, please? University lads, seven hundred pounds. Howdy! Just a bit more of this song. When you're not around. Yeah. A student blew seven hundred pounds on a nine-hour trip to Magaluf after a boozing session with pals. It doesn't sound like the money was wasted. 
Dexter Panache flew to the Mallorcan party resort after a spur-of-the-moment decision. He was playing pool in his local when two pals, with two pals when he asked them if they fancied a holiday. I'm struggling to work out why three blokes going away is in a newspaper. I'm going to keep reading. And we're going to find out. The trio went home, grabbed overnight bags and caught cabs to Newcastle Airport where they each forked out 177 quid for a ticket to the island's capital, Palmer, and headed straight for the beach. (laughs) But after catching just three hours of sun, Dexter suddenly remembered he had to give a presentation at a lecture the following day. So, the 20-year-old hot... I'm getting disturbed by phone calls now. Yes, line one. I get the reference and I see what you're saying. Excellent point. Well made. Uh, so the 20-year-old hot-tailed it back to the airport and caught the only remaining flight to the UK that day to Manchester after touching down he forked out 260 quid on a taxi back to Newcastle. The business student... Oh, I get it. He's a, he's in, should, that's the punchline. You should have put that bit in the story a little bit earlier on. Made it to his lecture. Despite a big hole in his student grant and savings, claims it was money well spent. He said... I'm pleased I did it. That, what... What, what I, I've literally no idea why that has got anything to do with anything. Why is that even in the newspaper? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ay, 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 ay. Ah, dear. Ah. Um, okay. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. The way this last thirty minutes of the show works is we sit here and I kind of go through the papers and talk about stuff. And um, if you want to call up, you can, and your calls will go straight to air. Um, and you can do anything you want, really. If you want to sing a song, or you want to talk about anything, or um, we're getting someone playing lots of nice little clips down the phone to us. That's good. Now, there's another story in the pack. They always have these stories every now and then of kids turning up at school with um, haircuts that don't make, that don't fit the school criteria, and then they get suspended and kicked out. And I generally, I generally side with the school on this. I certainly do with this one. Now, how old is this kid before I destroy him? He's five years old, so. Just, you know, let's just hold back a little bit. Let's destroy his mum. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll destroy his mum. We won't. But he does look silly, and he's five years old, so it's entirely the mum's fault what she's done, right? Um, A little football fan 
was kicked out of school for having blue hair and shaved stars on his head. He's blue on the top, and at the side he's got shaved stars, and there's a picture of him in his school uniform. Well, he's never worn that school uniform in his life. Lewis Carlyle arrived for class wearing blue gel as a tribute to his favourite team, Rangers' colours. The five-year-old also had an elaborate star pattern to match the Scottish Championship side's crests. But teachers were unimpressed and Lewis's mum, Leanne, 24, said she had to collect her upset son after receiving a school for a, a call from the school. Then it's got the word angry. You know that? Angry. Wait a second. Line one, yep. From Watford. Is this the Who? I think this is the Who. Yeah, we go. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. What is that from? How do I know that? <coughs> It's not from Quadrophenia, is it? Um, we need we need a rock and roll expert to call up and tell me where that was from, please. Anyway, she's angry. It's got the word angry there, so that we know that she's angry. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. She said he was in his school uniform, so why should it matter what colour his hair is? Because he's dressed like a flipping m- muppet, you plum. That's why. Now he's been sent home. And lost a full day's education, all because of his hair colour. It makes me so angry, she says. It makes me so angry. I'm so angry. Yeah, he's five years old and you did it. You silly sod. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Lewis got the gel at his local barber's after a haircut. Leanne added, We only put it on the top of his head, so I didn't think it would be a problem. He was really excited about it and wanted to show all his friends. I don't what what it, what what world is she living in where she thinks that's so, I'm not being well maybe a little bit Angela Cusick Cusick let's just see um hang on a second let's just see how those uh let's just check this out no still not any better <sighs> no it's rubbish that's our Eurovision entry let's, I'm gonna skip I tell you what I'm gonna skip to one minute forty one let's see if it picks up there. Still crap. Still absolute rubbish. Yes, line one. Oh, what? Huh? 
going to match it up. First there is a mountain. That'll do. That'll do. There is no mountain. Then there is. First there is a mountain. There is no mountain. Then there is no mountain. Then there is. Donovan, isn't it? First there is a mountain. Then there is no mountain. Then there is. Atlantis, the lost city of Atlantis. The head teacher says Lewis was not excluded. We just asked him not to return to school the following day with blue hair. Lewis returned to school yesterday with his hair back to its normal colour. So, you know, you know, you see, all you've got to do is just not dye your hair um, blue. Although, saying that, it's acceptable for old people to do that. The blue rinse. The blue rinse brigade is... Do old people still get that done, line one? No, the phone system doesn't work. There we go, you see. I never understood why old people go and get their hair dyed. It seems like a very, very odd thing to do. Yet they continually, they go and do it. Um, uh, now, I don't understand. I don't know who this man is. James Martin. Do we like James Martin? Chef? Good-looking chef? Roguish? Is he, um, he's not, um, a love cheat like Paul Hollywood, is he? No, I'm sure he's faithful. Yes, line one. Turn off the moon, it's much too bright. Turn off the moon, who needs the moon tonight? Turn off the light that shines from above. It's nicer in the shadows when you're falling in love. I only need my baby's eyes to light the way from here to paradise. Turn off the moon while we're in the park So I can give my lover boy a kiss in the dark Cheeky Uh, Line four, you're on the wireless Hello Hello Hello, how are you, Ian? Am I right? I'm all right. Uh, Who's this? Uh, It's Gary, lovely to speak to you Hello, Gary, lovely to speak to you What have you got for us, boss? I just thought, oh, I just thought um, Me and my wife are decorating So I thought I'd ring up and say hello And I've I thought, what could we ring up about? Twenty to one in twenty to one in the morning. You're decorating. Yeah, yeah. I bet we, you're yeah, decorating the nursery because you've got a kid coming. No, oh. no, no. Our two, our two little ones are in bed. Okay. What are you decorating then? Our front room. How, how are you doing it? Um. Well, I'm on the step ladder painting the ceiling. Yeah. And she's on the floor. I didn't mean literally. Yeah, nice. I didn't mean literally. How are you doing it? I meant what what styles and colours are you going for? Uh, well, we're both absolutely useless at um, interior design, so it's literally just we're just whitewashing it all white, and then um, we'll see from there. How old are the kids? Uh, Liam, my eldest, is ten, and Evie is six. <laughs> You've got a six-year-old, and you're whitewashing the walls. Come on, man, that's insane. That won't last. That's the reason why we're whitewashing it. Yeah. There was um, we we'd done some homework and the paint got over our hands and somehow got all over the walls. So unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, that's good for you. Well, well okay. Well, you've called up and it's, I'm I'm pleased that we're entertaining you um, uh, while you're decorating. It's a job I hate. I'm never. I decorated one room once, right? And it took me months to do it. And it was awful. I will never decorate again. I will save until I've got enough money to pay a bloke to come and do it. Yeah, well, that's why I'm ringing you because I just want to get out of it. Yeah, well, yeah, well, uh, is she still doing it? 
Uh, I think so. Well, well, she's listening to you downstairs. Is she? Is she? Oh, is she? Is she got um, uh, her hair tied back what, in a bun while she's she's doing the decorating? Uh, she was always got it like that anyway. Yeah. So do me a favour. Yeah. Yeah. Go and make love to her. <laughs> Go down. I've already done that. <laughs> Too late. Oh, what tonight? <laughs> fair play. Fair play. No, you've got to respect that. Well, as soon as the kids were in their bed, you've got to get at him before anything else. Well, OK. And there's not a chance of round two? Too old for that now, are you? Uh, no, no, I'm only 31. Get get down there, sunshine. Put this, end, this, end this phone call. I want the last 20 minutes of this show to be um, broadcast into lovers, proper lovers who are actually in, involved in the intimate sexual act of making love. And try something and new. Keep, and if you keep talking. I'll keep talking, buddy, if you try something if new. If you stop talking, I'm going to stop. Is there anything you want me to say to help? <laughs> yeah, go, go on, my son. Uh, all right, well, we'll have a little break. We're going to play some adverts. You get down there. You start it. What, what's her name? Mandy. Mandy. And what was oh, your Skip. name again? My nickname's Skip. My nickname's Skip. Skip. And what was your name? Gary. Gary. All right. Go, go on. You get down there and cheers, you, you see Skip, and I'll, I'll be talking to you in a minute. All right, cheers, mate. Good lad, there we go. And if anybody else is called Mandy and Gary... I will be providing commentary for your um, sexual exploits. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Listening to Porno Sonic. Go on, Gary. Go on, Gary. You right, Skip? Yeah. That's it. Go on. Go on, Gary. You right, Skip? Yeah, go on, Gary. Go on. Steady, steady. That's a minute. That's enough, isn't it? It's a minute. It's plenty, isn't it? Plenty. I hope that helped, Gary. I hope that helped, Skip. Well done. Great, great times. Um, and tell us, how were you? Uh, how was I conceived, Mummy? Well, there was this bloke on the radio. He used to be on the telly years ago. And then he was on this, this station, the lunatics phoned up, and one of the lunatics was your father. He was drunk, we were decorating, it was a mess. And he came downstairs and he pounced on me, and, and nine months later, wallop. Yes, line one. Bit of Barry Manilow, bit of low-level low Barry Manilow. This sounds, like, this sounds like Barry Manilow from Beyond the Grave. ITV has overwhelmed viewers with nearly 170 hours of James Bond repeats in the past six months. You say that as though it's a bad thing. James Bond is awesome, yeah? Eight films broadcast four times. 
The broadcaster packed 69 showings into schedules, including five this week. It is getting its money pennies worth after renewing a deal to air the films a few years ago. The only one of the 24 it did not show from November to April was new release Spectre. Quantum of Solace, boring, starring Daniel Craig, was on most with six repeats. Skyfall got four, boring, as did Sean Connery's Goldfinger, Thunderball and From Russia with Love. Honestly, and when you're reporting on that, when that's the, the, the best thing in the newspaper, you know that there's not a lot else in there. Ah, oh, dearie me. Chris Evans. Oh, wait, let's do phone calls. Phone calls, phone calls. Yes, line one. It's the, it's the Who singing Barbara Ann. And that's from the that's from the kids are alright soundtrack, isn't it? Is it from the Ready Steady Who EP? Thank you very much indeed. Okay, it sounded a little bit more slapdash, which um, to me says um, that it's from the uh, kids are alright. Here we go. Oh Jesus, I hate it. One thing I hate, right? It's so lazy. Can we just knock off early? Do you know what I mean? You know, we just knock off early. No one, let's be honest, no one's listening to talk radio at 12.47 on a Friday night, are they? But uh, Gary and Mandy aren't now. They're, they're, they're filling their boots. That's what's going on. They're filling their booming boots. Let's just go home. Sod it. I tell you what, if no one calls in the next 30 seconds, we'll just go home. Put a record on and we'll go home. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Just give them, give them to 30 seconds and we'll just, uh, we'll just go on. We'll just put the poor music on and we'll go on. I'm not that, I'm not that fast, really. You know, another 22 seconds. We'll just go on. Another 15 seconds. Oh, yes, go home. Oh, do you have time, man? Another 10 seconds. No. 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 just go home. Hang on a minute. Here we go. Hang on a minute. We go, we go. We're going home, line one. Hello. Yeah, no, we're going home, mate. No, you're not. Yeah, well, yeah, we are. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm phoning you to prove that I can hang up without hanging up. What? Yeah, last night I phoned up and I didn't hang up properly. What do you mean? I called you last night. Your phone bill's going to be massive then, geezer. Yes. Yep. About 11 hours worth. Wee flipping X, seven pence a minute plus access charge. Is it a landline or a mobile? Uh, landline. That's not so bad. Still, still no. pricey. No, no, it's still going to cost me about 80 quid. Yeah, well, was it, was it, was it worth it? Yeah, why not? Why not? Well, shall I cut you off properly now? 
Yeah. Oh, he said no, didn't he? Yes, line four. Hello. Hello. Ian Lee, he was saying earlier on that uh, BBC were attracting people, but they needed to know what your family income was. That put me right out of it altogether. I've just had my pension rise from British Aerospace. Would you believe? Tuppence a month. Two pence a month. Wouldn't even buy a... Well, wouldn't buy anything, would it? This is for a company that makes su- submarines, fly, makes aircraft, and they're reduced to giving me tuppence a month from it. Who's that? Dennis Brooks. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Oh, God. Ian. Tomorrow night. Are you real? And laughing. Are you real? Yeah, well, never mind talking the rubbish. Oh, God. Unga, 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 shango, unga, unga, unga. Unga, too, yes. Anyway, good night. Oh, no, it's good morning. Good morning to you, anyway. I hope you have a nice Saturday. Just shut it, pal. Isn't it marvellous, eh? You old buggers, you get old bank holidays. I never I get a bank holiday. I love my facts. Never get any bank holidays. Banana, coconut, mango, pomegranate, pear, plum, lemon, apple, hazelnuts, lime, almonds and Brazil nuts. Oh yeah, I'm on point list tomorrow. When, when it is, it's like on at six or seven on BBC One, I don't know. Me and Keith Chegwin. Pay, paid good money. So I did that. Paid good money. Paid good money. Took three hours. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, wait, four, four, four. Oh, no, I'm going home and I saw this. We're going home, line one. Hello. Line one? Hello. Yeah, we're going home. Yeah, man. Yeah. Huh? Hello. Yeah, we're going home. Going on? We're going home. Well, what about uh, Paul Ross? Or... Huh? We're going home. Hello, line one. 
Oh, well, of course, why, why would I expect to be able to trust the equipment? Oh, yeah. is a happy ass. But if it's a tight and unrelaxed ass... Oh, there we go. I think maybe we should um, stop that there. Just as I... <laughs> but it's true. That, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because it's true. Hey, listen, they can't all be... Um, they can't all be... Uh, Hits. You've got to have a dud every now and then. I don't mind, uh, you know, missing when it, it it doesn't work brilliantly. Tonight's show was one of those shows. It was all right. It had some moments. I've just seen a picture of Gary and Skip, so I'm I'm happy to know. Um, put a face to the um, put a face to the base, if you know what I'm saying. They don't, they're not they're not all going to be um, humdingers. You know what I mean? Some some will work and some won't work, and I'm very very happy um, 
with that. Right, have a lovely weekend. I should be back, uh, well, I'll be on Pointless tomorrow, uh, and I'll be back on Monday at 10 o'clock. Ta-ta. Talk Radio. Intelligent, organic entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.